episode because of the coronavirus Ben. yes that is true that is true i guess it, this is a, a our first attempt at a remote broadcast so we have uh friday wired up through the zoom recorder uh, i've got a giant screen with his face right in front of me i can tell you that he probably needs a filling a filling on the molar number 12 uh, <laughs> so we're looking at, we, <laughs> we have like, we can see each other pretty clearly here. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, just to be safe and follow, uh, government directions as well as to make sure that, uh, our third host, Sonia is not infected with anything. Uh, we're going to at least do this, uh, you know, for a week or two. And depending on how it goes, we'll, we'll be, We'll be doing this remotely. So Franny is in his garage as we speak. I can see uh, extension cords wrapped around the ceiling over there, and he can see my best, backyard. The best acoustics, man. I feel like the garage <laughs> has the best acoustics, and so I'm going to sit in the garage. I feel comfortable in here. It's not cold. I mean, I would sit outside because, as you always say, Ben, we do this podcast outside where football should be played. And podcast should be recorded, but uh, it's a little windy outside right now, and I don't have that fancy mic that you have. I'm just talking through my phone, and so the sound quality for anybody listening to us tonight is not going to be as great as it usually is. But the production quality, well, not the production quality, but the content quality will be as good as always, we hope. Uh, but bear with us because we certainly... Uh, you know, we have, uh, we have, we're going to do our, our drink taste later. We're going to get through the NFL news as well. Uh, but we may, it may be a little clunky and clanky along the way. Uh, but Franny, do but, you know, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and that's also another thing. I mean, I'm taking my cues from Ben. So, I'm, I'm, you know, we might talk over each other at times. I'm sure there's a slight delay in, uh, in the signal. Um, but, uh, it feels like almost like we're, uh, we're like news correspondents, like talking about wars miles and miles away, but, uh, we're only like four or five miles away. Really. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> and hopefully we don't see any military vehicles soon. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Yeah. Uh, I, have, but, I have friends that live out by the, live out by some of the bases and they've been, they've seen a lot of Humvees rolling in. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I guess is a, a good preparation. Let's hope it's just good preparation. That's. Yeah, breaking news from Ben. Yeah, yeah. A couple, couple people I work with said that they, I can't remember which one. It's out in Ventura County, and then there's one out near the desert somewhere. And they saw that they were bringing in a lot of Humvees on trailers. They had one of the sides of the freeway blocked off, just bringing them in. Uh-huh. So let's hope that it doesn't, you know, hope it's to control people staying inside their homes. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, well, uh, or, or from buying too much toilet paper. Yeah, well, we don't have any. I can tell you that we don't have any. Uh, so we have <laughs> our daughter is coming down uh, to visit next week, and she has a a full Cottonelle twenty four pack. So that's okay. like gold right now. Uh, but it is, Sonny, it it's funny. Sonny and I were watching The Handmaid's Tale today. I don't recommend watching that right now. Uh, but at, when we first started watching, I thought, holy shit, that is the most far fetched thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, I could see that. You know, I could see that if the virus causes, you know, people to, to become barren. But it's, it is, uh, it's a little dystopian if you go out onto the streets. 
It is. It really, it really is. I mean, you know, driving to work, um, you know, Ben, for you, I'm sure traffic uh, to work has been, well, it's been empty. I mean, the roads yeah. have been empty. Uh, there's not that many people out and about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not over at your place tonight, so that's one extra car off the road tonight. Uh, but it is, it is pretty crazy. I mean, this is something that we'll definitely remember uh, for forever. I yeah, mean, I mean, you know, doing a remote podcast when, when we, you know, we love doing it so much together in the same place, you know, and, and, and just drinking together and talking about football together. But this is just the way it is right now. And I was going to say that, you know, I have all the information, the agenda and everything that you sent me. But, uh, you know, just toggling back and forth on the iPad that I have right over here, you know, there might be a, little, a slight pause for anybody that's listening. Like I said, the sound quality might not be the greatest and it will be a little clunky. Yeah. And that's, you know, this is just, this is, uh, you know, this is rolling with the punches, as they say. Uh, you know, and we it's will like this go ahead. On ESPN, too. It's like this on ESPN, also. So, I mean, maybe when we finish, we can say out. <laughs> out. Over. <laughs> this or, is, uh, over. this is, uh, Ian Rappaport coming to you live from the San Fernando Valley. Let's talk about the things that everyone else is talking about. Uh, over. but yeah, but everybody, everybody else out there, you know, stay safe, keep your family safe. Don't travel if you don't need to travel. Don't go out if you don't need to go out uh, because we simply don't know the extent of of what's going on. And I think that's leading to a lot of the fears out there is that we just simply don't know the extent of what's going on. And I don't know that we will know until, you know, a potentially a week or two from now. So as Franny said, you know, bear with us. It'll be a little clunky, but uh, Franny's going to, yeah. what is on the agenda tonight, Franny? What are we going to talk about? Well, what are we drinking tonight, though, Ben? You oh, good I, point. Really good point. Because I'm not there. That's true. I am drinking. I am continuing to drink. It's already clunky. It's already clunky. Uh, we're five minutes and 55 seconds in. It is the <laughs> it is the Copper Put and Kings camera, Brandy see. Company, Moons oh. of Jupiter American Dry Gin. I am drinking this tonight with a lone lime and some tonic because Franny is not here with his rosemary for me tonight. So I am going sans rosemary tonight. Uh, but yeah, I'm just about to kill that bottle of, uh, Copper and Kings Brandy Company American dry gin. Franny, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight, Ben, I actually have a little bit of Jack and, and Coke. I can hear it. Jack and Coke in, uh, in quite a few weeks. I've been drinking the rye and Coke, but I've gone back to the classic Jack and Coke. Yeah. And we discovered a few things this week. I discovered that you can get a same day delivery from Total Wine right to your house. Uh, you just have to order, you have to order $100 worth of alcohol in order to make that happen. So. Even in California? Yeah, yeah. Really? To get same day. They'll deliver it during the week, but to get same day, you need $100. But not that we're going to need I, same day. I didn't think they did that in California. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I put in your address and I was like, oh, let me send $100 <laughs> worth of ride to his house. But, uh, we'll, we'll have I'll something. Take, I'll take it. We have, we have. We have a, a beautiful art bag to taste on my side of the pond tonight. And on Friday's side of the pond, he has got, uh, I'm not sure what, yeah, oh, you're tasting the Angel's Envy tonight, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's actually the Eagle Rare. Oh, the Eagle Rare. Single barrel select, um, from, uh, wine. I mean, let me actually pull up the place that I got it from because I actually, I actually forgot the name of it and let me just pull it up right here well i can pull it up later but I'll, I'll you know once we get to that i'll explain all of that um but it's single barrels like from um it's actually a gift for my birthday and if you notice today on instagram all of the things in the picture the the whiskey uh that very fancy black um glass that ben got me from norval um and also that uh brent Selleck signed helmet that was all for my birthday so i just kind of want to throw in there i was going to do that eventually 
I figured today is the best day to do it because I have it all at my house. So why not? Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, Friday. What are we going to talk about tonight? I won't ask you how your week was because I know how it was. Yeah. <laughs> my 20 Different. minute, my 20 minute commute felt very, very dystopian. I kept, uh, you know, ex- expecting Ma- ex- Mel Gibson to come rolling down the street in some, you know, in some <laughs> devilish and derby car with a, with a M60 on the, on the front of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what's on Next the agenda on the, big board. <laughs> <laughs> on the big board tonight man we have we're gonna make a, a shout out to our uh, new listeners i think our new listeners we have our nfl news and there is a ton of nfl news it seems like every time you open up instagram or facebook there is something new there's been a trade or a pickup of some sort i mean this this free agency period has been pretty crazy right ben i've never seen anything like it I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I feel like uh, hundreds of moves, hundreds of moves. It feels like, it feels like. We also have a shout out uh, to our fellow podcasters out there. We have some promos. How many promos do we have tonight, Ben? Dose, two promos. (laughs) We also have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. We have our shot of the week, which uh, Ben put together kind of kind of sampling it you'll be sampling the shot tonight and uh, it is it is dubbed the social distancing shot right ben yes yes indeed yeah. which is very appropriate for these times uh we also have our beverage of the week ben has his beverage you lucky bastard you have that art bag uh there <laughs> which you know i've become a fan of myself um and uh, you'll definitely give um your review of that and i'll give my review of this eagle rare that i have which is a little different from the regular eagle rare and uh, did you get a beer ben i do i have one in the house it's a samuel smith's but i'm not sure exactly what the what the um variety is but i will i didn't bring an entire cooler out here tonight just for myself so i'll have to grab it out of the refrigerator and, and let people know what it is a little bit later in the show okay all right perfect and uh so you'll give us your review on that i don't have a beer i don't have uh you know spare beers hanging around my my house that we haven't already tried uh little and, heineken uh, you want a flavor you want to you want to taste test some heineken yeah skunky and uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't I have no idea why that beer is so popular it's not that great uh but uh we have some housekeeping to finish up the show all right i just want to give a quick shout out thank you to all of our new listeners around the globe we're all truly global citizens this week and moving forward so thank you all our new listeners from the U.S., as well as our new listeners from around the world. Thank you all so much for bearing with us, for listening to us uh, for almost a year and a half now. Thank you all so much. And since you're listening, please, please, please consider heading over to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsting Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe to our show. Please tell a friend, a relative, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, anyone about our show, grab their phone, Put our podcast in their podcatcher. What better thing to do now with what's going on than sit inside, walk your dog, walk around the block, and listen to Thirsting Gold Podcast. I highly recommend it, and I might be biased. All right, Franny, what's first up on the big board? No. <laughs> uh, first up on the big board, then, we have NFL News. Yes. Take a while. Uh, I think this, yeah, this might take a little bit. Uh, this might take some time to get through. Uh, I'm going to play the uh, the soap opera plot in the background here, Franny. You probably can't mm-hmm. hear it uh, coming through. Coming right. through. Oh, there it is. I'm taking my cues. 
I'm taking my cues from you tonight, Ben. So, so we have. Just, uh, let me know what's playing in the background. We have the soap opera plot. So first up, we have Tom Brady. For the first time in over two decades, the Patriots will have a new starting quarterback to start the NFL season. On this past Tuesday morning, Tom Brady announced on social media of all places that his time in New England was over and that he was leaving the New England Patriots. Later on that week, we found out that, in fact, he was leaving the New England Patriots and signing a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Looks like it's going to be a two-year deal worth about $60 million. What say you, Franny, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing what no one thought they could possibly do? I mean, we, we didn't think it was possible, Ben. We really didn't. I mean, we've been talking about this for weeks now, and I'm sure that music is still playing in the background. That I it is. It hear. is. That's music. But I expect Tom Brady to stay in New England. You know, I'm, I'm shocked that of all the places he could have gone to the NFL, he goes to Tampa Bay. And I can't believe it, but that's a huge contract for an old guy his age. Um, but, you know, he's going to have Mike Evans. He's going to have Godwin there. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that... that Offense is going to be very potent with him uh, there in Tampa Bay, but still, Tampa Bay of all places. Yeah. Even the Chargers, even uh, Las Vegas, but Tampa Bay. Yeah. I I Seriously, Florida is the place that you go to retire, and he's going to the right place, I guess, if you look at it that way. Oh, my God. Yeah, and later, it actually, I think it was yesterday or day before, uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft didn't name any names in his cryptic analogy he used to describe Tom, uh, Tom Brady's departure. After 20 years, but it appears as if he may have been throwing Bill Belichick under the bus. He says, think about loving your wife. And for whatever reason, there's something, her father or mother, that makes it impossible, makes life impossible for you. And you don't have any choice but to move on, even though you don't want to. Uh, so there may have been a little bit of, a uh, little bit of drama going on between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But I agree with Franny. I mean, he's got the weapons. He's got the receivers. He's got the running game. The offensive line wasn't terrible last year. I think it was ranked 10th or 11th in the league last year. So the O-line, I think, was a little bit better than the O-line down in San Diego. I thought he was going to the Colts. Colts ended up signing another gentleman, uh, even older and more uh, older and and more decrepit than Tom Brady. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I agree with Franny. Well, Tom I didn't... Brady's not decrepit. Tom Brady's not decrepit. We don't know yet. Well, he, I I think he still has some left in the tank. He, he's this year he showed a little bit more than than Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. Even you know being a little bit older than those guys. So I, I still think he has enough left in the tank um, to uh, you know to make a push to make the playoffs. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but decent team down there in Tampa. Yeah, I mean Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich. I mean they are going to have their their work cut out for them down there. It's it, it's it's it was. I still can't picture it in my mind. Like picturing him wearing a Tampa Bay Tampa Bay of all the cities in yeah. the U.S. Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Miami. You know Seattle. I mean there's so many big you know prominent cities in the U.S. And he went to Clearwater. St. Petersburg, <laughs> Tampa Bay, the dirty, uh, dirty, the dirty, dirty. He is literally in the heart of the dirty, dirty on the Gulf Coast of Florida. So, uh, you know, I wish it well. I think it takes a lot of guts to make this move. I mean, it, it, he could have just ended his career two more years in, in New England. Yeah. Win a Super Bowl. Don't. Fired. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just shocking to me. Very, very shocking. Yeah. Uh, didn't expect it. 20 years. I mean, do you, you think that this sort of move 
will sort of tarnish his legacy. I mean, you know, they talked about Jordan going and playing for Washington, um, but, you know, he retired and then came back and is sort of like a, a part owner, I still think, of, of, uh, of that team of the Wizards. But, you know, Tom Brady, he didn't retire. He's just making a move move now from New England to Tampa Bay. I mean, do you think this is going to really tarnish his legacy? I mean, do you think he's going to be exposed, maybe, by moving to Tampa Bay and seeing that it was all Belichick? and his system that made him so successful. Pretty scary. And that's why I think it took a lot of guts for him to do this, uh, because that's a huge possibility. Uh, no one talks about Joe Namath playing for the Rams or or Joe Montana playing for Kansas City. I mean, they, they their mm-hmm. legacies are firmly, I think. I mean, Joe Namath has a very unique legacy, promising the first Super Bowl victory for the AFL. Uh, yeah. But Even Adrian Peterson will always yeah. be tied with the Vikings. Yeah. I remember his career from, from here on out. You know? But it, it's interesting. I mean, that's an interesting point you bring up. I mean, how much of it was that system that they had in in New England with Josh McDaniel and Bill Belichick and the personnel that they put on the field around him and the offensive line that they consistently put around him? Uh, you know, how much of it was that, and how much of it was Tom Brady? We are. We're, I mean, we're not really going to find out. I I don't think because he's well, he's forty three. He's going to be well, forty three. I mean, he can't use his age as an excuse now. The guy's still making $60 million, so he better not use his age as, age as an excuse, you know? Yeah, and they've got a lot so of young we'll guys. what happens, but they have, and they have, I mean, two of the top receivers in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is mind-boggling. Uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't think it would happen. Uh, and I, I guess the no, Colts weren't... No, the Colts weren't that interested... And, uh, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, San Diego or, or LA put a pretty good push together, but, you know, he went with the better receivers, decent running game and a better offensive line. I mean, and a better coach, better, way better, better coach. coach. I was say also Bruce, Bruce Arians, um, you know, where, wherever he has been, he's been, you know, pretty successful, um, whether as a coach or in a coordinator role, uh, he's a very respected coach around the league. And so I think, um, you know, him and, and Brady, you know, it's, it's me a top, uh, division to play in now. Oh, for um, sure. Because I, every team is better now. Uh, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about some of those other moves in the NFC South. Yeah, I mean, the Saints made some big moves. Carolina made some big moves. Atlanta made some big moves. Uh, yeah. He doesn't get to roll over the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills four times a year anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a tough division. It's probably, as we sit here today, probably now, probably the best division in the NFC. Uh, with what's going on in Washington and New York in, in, in the Philadelphia and in, in the NFC East, you know, it might be the best division yeah, in football. NFC West. In the NFC. West is, you know, still pretty good. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Next up, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, the New Orleans Saints agreed to terms on a new deal with quarterback Drew Brees, who promised to take less money of NFL. Now, Ian Rappaport reported this early in the week. Brees' contract is for two years worth about 50 million dollars that doesn't sound like that much that, less money that, to me yeah that's that's actually a pretty nice contract right there especially yeah, for, for somebody that was struggling to throw the ball down the field at the end of the season yeah i mean i i'm not sure i'm not sure if that was exactly uh you know what 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 breeze meant by less than you know a, a pay cut but it looks like they'll probably you know they'll they'll be able to keep Taysom Hill down there with Teddy Bridgewater we'll get to that another player that moved on uh in a little uh-huh. while uh, but I did want to cover, uh, a little bit of the, uh, the new CBA. They did sign the new CBA this past week. The, as Franny and I discussed, maybe the last six or seven 
weeks as this was as this was under negotiation the players ratified the deal this past saturday and i think you're probably a little bit surprised and disappointed by this uh there are some new and interesting twists in this new 10-year cba the first thing is a 17 game season Friday. this won't mm-hmm. happen right away but will probably happen in 2021 uh it'll be a shortened preseason and each team will play three preseason games instead of four with the fourth week turning into a bye week. Uh, what do you think about the 17-game the season coming into effect probably two years from now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've talked about this. I mean, we've talked about this in the last few weeks. Um, I, I just don't think it's a good idea. I mean, for, for player safety, for, uh, you know, for, for a league that claims to worry about their players and the safety of their players, to add another game in the season and then another game in the playoffs – that's a little contradictory. You know, I mean, it, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I like the setup the way they have it right now with the 16 games. Um, you know, you have the, the two teams that go on by. I was very happy with the setup that they have right now. And like I said, I mean, where does it end? Where, where do they draw the line? Where will there be enough games? I mean, this is all for the owners. Uh, you know, some of the rookies coming in, they're making extra hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Um, you know, good for you. You're making, you can make a, uh, an extra hundred thousand dollars, but. You know, if, if your career ends, um, you know, two to three, uh, seasons in, um, then you're, you're, you're pretty much shit out of luck because I don't, I don't know if they really changed any of, uh, they didn't the, the health insurance, uh, uh, rules and, and how, how long the player has that beyond the end of their career. Yeah. So, and, I, and that's why I think that the, the younger player signed it because of the huge raises they're going to be getting. I did limit the number of joint practices the team can have to four. And it caps other elements of training camp. The length of padded and full speed practices can no longer be any more than 2.5 hours. And the number of days in pads, no more than 16. Uh, the revenue split was pushed up to 48% with the ability to increase to 48.8%, uh, that, that will apply in any season after the 21, 2021 season where the team plays or the, the league plays 17 or more games. Uh, you know, NBA players get 49, between 49 and 51%. NHL players receive 50%. And MLB commissioner Bob Manfred or Rob Manfred told the Times, uh, that this, this strange convoluted way that they calculate the revenue in MLB puts the players at about 50%. So it looks like it's on par with the rest of the major league, uh, sports out there. Uh, the new CBA also, uh, increased, <laughs> increased the level of THC you can have in your system before. <laughs> Before it qualifies for a positive test, I'm sure this was a big seller for some of the younger players. You know, I don't think this is a particularly big deal. I think that, that the players probably didn't get much in the way of, uh, you know, a benefit in with, with, with this one. Uh, they did increase the roster, de- uh, the roster sizes, Friday. The roster sizes increased from 53 to 55 players, which does allow a little bit more swapping players in and out during a 17 game season and it also uh you know the eagles will love this because they always seem to be calling on their practice squad players year in and year out to start on the field at least uh a major- many many of the games during the season uh the practice squads will increase to as many as 14 players per team and each making $10,500 a week in an increase of $2,500 and this is an interesting little tidbit uh starting as early as next season Frane. The playoff field will expand from six teams to seven with only the top seed in East Conference earning a bye 
week. Under this format, as Ferrani astutely pointed out to me earlier this week, the Steelers and the Rams would have made the playoffs last season uh, and many seasons prior. But what do you think about the the expanding the playoffs from six to seven teams? I, I don't agree with that. I mean, I, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, <laughs> I, 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 I don't agree with it. I mean, I was, I was happy with the way things were uh, with the 16-game season and also, you know, six teams from each conference making the playoffs. You know, you have the the one and the two seed that get the buys, and then you have the wild card games. I was, I was completely happy with that, and I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of adding that extra team Unless it happens to be the Eagles, <laughs> yeah. Unless it happens so to be the, unless it happens, happens to be the Eagles. When that happens, then I might change my mind. But right now, I'm not happy with it. All right, so we're we're about 24 minutes, and I just want to give I just want to give a quick. Uh, well, what, do, what do you think, though, Ben? I mean, you asked me what, what what do you think? I mean, it, it, I, I, I mean, the Steelers. I agree. I agree. I mean, I liked it better. You know, I mean, what are the Steelers going to do last year? I mean, if you put mm-hmm. the Steelers in the playoffs against those teams, I mean, yeah, they maybe win a game, maybe they knock somebody out. They're not gonna they're not gonna beat the Chiefs. Uh, there's just no way. Yeah, I mean, it's just like in basketball, you know, the first and the eight seed. I mean, they play seven games. There, there's really no reason for seven games. I mean, you can do it in five. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a winner in five. I mean, there might be a team that pushes, you know, to a game seven, but, you know, it, it really doesn't make any sense. And I think this is just adding, you know, just extra money to the owner's pocket. That's basically what it's doing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And the, uh, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just an odd, uh, and and they're going to cut the bye week. They're going to cut the teams with a bye down from uh, two in each league down to one. So there'll only be mm-hmm. a single team with a bye in each league. Uh, but we're we're uh, about twenty five minutes in here. I just want to make sure that the sound is okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick quick break. I just want to stop this and make sure the sounds okay. So hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back. I cannot hear the bumper, but I'm sure it's there. It is there. It is there. But, uh, it is it is there, which is great, Ben. And so we just want to listen to the sound quality, make sure that everything is going okay, like Ben mentioned earlier, uh, putting this remotely. And we still have some more NFL news here, Ben. Yeah, so now it's coming fast and furious. Whoo, here we go. DeAndre Hopkins. The Texans have traded wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins and a late round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for running back David Johnson and a second round pick, sources told Adam Schefter. This did in fact take place. The Texans will be, will take on all of David Johnson's salary according to, according to Schefter. Johnson, who signed a three year, $39 million contract extension in 2018, has a cap hit of 10.2 in 2020 and 7.9 in 2021. Hopkins gave the Cardinals Kyler Murray everything he needs at the wide receiver position. He's owed 14 million in 2020, 15 million in 2021, and 14 million in 2022. Additionally, the Cards will also receive a fourth round pick in this year's draft, while the Texans get a second round pick this year and a fourth round pick selection in 2021. What do you, that was the last thing that I expected. <laughs> That was the last fire thing I Bill expected. Fire Bill O'Brien right now. Just fire Bill O'Brien. He doesn't know what he's doing. I, I mean, I don't. Know. I mean, they get a second round pick and they get and they get David Johnson. I, 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 and, and all of David Johnson's salary. And he's he's just enamored with all these like old running backs. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Duke Johnson. I mean, David Johnson. He's had one good season, and then he got injured. He's never been the same. Whereas, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has been great his entire career. 
what are you doing? Like, seriously, you have Deshaun Watson. Are you going to waste Deshaun Watson's career? I Apparently. mean, Fuller is never healthy. And then you go and sign the Randall Cobb or whoever it is. I, it makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Bill O'Brien, I would fire him right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just didn't expect it. I mean, I honestly didn't expect it. Now you have Kyler Maria. The, the offensive line is still a little suspect. Well, more than suspect in Arizona. But they've, they're stacked up on draft picks. They will continue to buttress that offensive line in the draft and probably through some additional signs. Arizona. But now with Hopkins I mean, down Arizona, there. I mean, it was excellent. Excellent trade for Arizona. I mean, they get the either the best or the second best receiver in the entire NFL uh, for David Johnson and a second round maybe might turn into something pick. Uh, I just yeah. don't know. I don't know what the Texans were thinking. I know there was, there was some uh, talk later in the, or, or, or later this week that, uh, yeah, funniest, funniest, you can hear the, the shuffling of papers and, uh, and his hands banging down on everything oh. over there. You can hear a lot of, Sorry. there's a lot of, <laughs> These, I mean, uh, these headphones are not the ones that I usually yeah. use. I mean, these are just like the ones that you just, you know, um, basically fit into your ear. But I, you know, next week, if, if we're still doing this, Ben, if we're still doing it uh, remotely, I will have a, um, a mic <laughs> that I can actually plug in. And uh, I'm going to have some Bluetooth headphones, so I don't have anything falling out of my ears. But can you see anything in the capital city from where you are right now, Franny? From in the bunker, can you see anything? <laughs> can you tell us what's happening? <laughs> it's... <laughs> Now, it's it's like it's like remember when the Gulf War was yeah going yeah on yeah and like all, all of the 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 pictures coming back from yeah, Baghdad yeah. was like that night vision where it's just like little uh, flares of of uh, rockets going off. That's what it, that's what it feels like right now. Yeah. It's it yeah so I, I mean later uh, later this week there was a story that was a scud missile in the background <laughs> yeah if there's scud missiles about definitely you know get get yourself to to lower ground or higher ground as the case may be but they they're not particularly well targeted those scud missiles uh, but yeah so later <laughs> yeah, just kind of shoot them up <laughs> later later in the week there was uh, some talk that Bill O'Brien had gotten Hopkins face about him having his friends and his kids and his quote unquote these are not my words. Uh, baby mamas around the facility and around the team. Oh. That was, that was what Hopkins allegedly said. Uh, the, he couldn't understand why, why Bill O'Brien was so interested in his personal life. Uh, and later Hopkins denied that that was in fact the case, but something must have happened because how do you give away Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, or DeAndre Hopkins for David freaking Johnson? I mean, what, what who no one even remembers anymore. I mean, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin dealt with Antonio Brown for like nine years. I mean, you put up with, Anto- with, with, I mean, if there was any shit going on behind the scenes with, with Hopkins, you deal with it because he is a, a top three wide receiver. I mean, he's a difference maker in this league. And if you can't deal with it, if there was any shit going on, then, I mean, he just shouldn't be coached. I mean, he's definitely, this, this was a stupid trade for the Texans. And I can't believe that they actually went ahead with it. Yes. Yeah, so I, got- I don't know who signed off on it. Yeah, there's a chance that Jesus. they may be looking to pick up uh that maybe is there another old washed up running back out there that they could potentially pair up with Duke Johnson and uh and David Johnson. Exactly. Oh, it's Johnson Brothers. Uh, it's a Johnson Brothers there now. Marshawn Lynch. Oh yeah, but oh, he's coming back to the Seattle Seahawks. I hope. I hope. But that was a shocker to me. I think that was the one that set sort of all of these all of these other moves in motion. This was the big blockbuster early on in the week and I just I just didn't yeah. expect it. I didn't expect it. I, I don't, I can't nope. understand it. Be like a Steelers trade Antonio care. Brown for, you know, for some running back somewhere. I just, I don't get it. it. I mean, you know, 
on, on social media, on ESPN, Fox, whatever sports. I mean, everybody agrees that this trade made absolutely no sense. They got nobody in return. I mean, they, you know, they got a good running back, but we just don't know what to expect from him because last year he was, you know, he was decent. Nothing spectacular. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just shocked. All right, so next up, Franny, something that's near and dear to your heart, your Los Angeles Chargers. Philip Rivers signed with the Indianapolis Colts on a one-year, $25 million deal, Franny. What say you? That is a shocking, shocking turn of events. Philip Rivers moving to the middle of the country, away from his home in the south, away from his former home in San Diego and Los Angeles. But 25 mil for Philip Rivers. What say you? That that is a lot of money for Philip for Rivers. Philip Rivers. <laughs> that, that is that is definitely. I mean, twenty five million dollars for Drew Brees. Okay, you know, um, but twenty five million for Philip Rivers. Uh, that that's a that's a little. I mean, not only they're 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 paying him twenty five million dollars, but they're also paying Brissett fifteen million. Yeah, twelve or fifteen. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, I mean that's like forty million dollars tied up. In these two quarterbacks, I mean, what are you gonna do with Brissett? I don't think anybody's gonna take Brissett for that. No, no, and they're and still under the cap. I don't think Philip Rivers is much better than Brissett. No, not, not now. Thirty-nine years old, how old? No, I don't get it. I, I, this move also does not make much sense. Yeah, I mean, they were desperate for a quarterback. I mean, they had Brissett, uh, but they didn't make a big push to get Bridgewater. They didn't make a big push to get. Um, they didn't get a big push to get. Uh, uh, Brady, they didn't make a big push to get yeah. uh, any of the other quarterbacks that were out I mean, there. Cam and Newton, even even just just out there just throw Joe Flacco out there. Andy Dalton. Yeah, nobody you know? Andy Dalton's not getting any love. Case Case Keenum. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> those uh, Case Keenum, where would he go? He went to uh he's coming up. He went to Washington, right? He's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think he's coming up, but I don't, I don't remember exactly where he went, but uh well, well well, because there's been so much news this week that it's 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 really hard uh, uh, to actually pinpoint where these guys have gone because there's so many names and so many moves and so many trades. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, another interesting one for you. Your Dallas Cowboys, Frane. The Cowboys and <laughs> wide receiver Amari Cooper have reached an agreement in principle on a five-year, one hundred million dollar contract to stay with the Cowboys. What do you think about that? Cooper's going to receive sixty million dollars in guaranteed cash i think another ridiculous oh he's got the jim beam fire out i've got the jim beam apple yeah, got, yeah why did you take why did you leave the fire yeah. here and take the apple to your house <laughs> i think the fire is a little bit better yeah that's why uh, it's at your house and the apple's over here <laughs> i know i'm gonna say something negative about the cowboys what a ridiculous uh, amount of money that is a lot of money for Amari Cooper, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited as an Eagles fan. I'm happy that they're tying up that much money in Amari Cooper. Um, you know, five, I mean, twenty million dollars a year for a, he's a good wide receiver, but he's not a spectacular wide receiver. That's not the kind of guy you want to throw that. I mean, that's the kind of money you want to throw at DeAndre Hopkins Jones in his yeah. prime, you know, or DeAndre Hopkins in his prime, or AB in his prime. Um, but to throw that kind of money at Amari Cooper, I think that is a lot of money. I mean, the Cowboys organization for doing that, I think they're stupid. Um, but for the Eagles and the rest of the NFC East, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, this one sort of befuddled me. I mean, he wasn't on the field during a playoff game last year. And yeah, it's, it's only, it's only $60 million in guaranteed money. 
but it's $60 million in guaranteed money. It's going to take them three years to get out from under this deal if it goes left. If this deal does uh-huh. not work out to the Cowboys' advantage, it's going to be three seasons before they can release Amari Cooper and not take a significant cap hit. He's just not that good. There's a reason that the Raiders let him walk. There's a reason that he was on the bench during the playoff game last year. He's just not that good. They had a significant offensive line he's, last year. They had he's good, deck, but but look, but look, the numbers he put up were not, not that great. He's not twenty million. He's not twenty million dollars good. He's good, but he's not worth that much money. No, I mean, what, I mean, why do you think they did that? I mean, do you think it was to spite Dak Prescott? Do you think it was to to guarantee they you know at least make a playoff push next year? I mean, what what do you I, think? I, I think they just got. I think they sort of got desperate. I think they, I think they gave up a, a first round pick for him. Right. I mean, so if, if you're going to give up a first round pick, you're going to pay the guy. I mean, you know, the, the Steelers with Mika Fitzpatrick, they gave up a first round pick. He's going to stay for long term. He's not going anywhere. I don't think he's, you know, they're not going to pay him maybe, maybe a hundred million dollars. I mean, for a quarterback, but you know, if you're going to, if you're going to lose a first rounder and you're going to pick somebody up, you're going to pay the guy. I just think they overpaid for Mari Cooper. Yeah. Last year, 1189 yards, eight TDs and 15.1 yards per reception. I mean, it's not, those aren't bad numbers. But they're not, you know, twenty million dollar a year money. I mean, it just that just another. I mean, this is nope. like blow my mind, blow my mind, blow my mind all the way down the list here. Uh, I, I just can't quite understand. I mean, I almost felt like, you know, that they they got news that the that the coronavirus was coming, and if you don't sign anybody by the end <laughs> by the end of March, you're not going to be able to sign anyone. And they yeah, just I mean, they got- the, the floodgates just opened. Amari, Ezekiel, I mean, $33 million. I'm sure we'll get to, uh, to the Dak, uh, Dak Prescott, um, uh, trade or not trade, but, uh, um, franchise tag. Um, but I, you know, they have a lot of time, a lot of money tied up in these, just these three guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're the Rams now. The team, and they've, they've actually lost quite a few players. Yeah. They turned in, into the Rams uh, in the agency. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty shocking. It's pretty Makes shocking. Happy. I know it I'm does. Happy. I know it does. Do that shot. Did I'm you do the shot I'm yet? Take a shot here. I'm gonna take a shot. I didn't say anything negative. All right, here. Well, well let me tell top. you this. Tom Brady allegedly wanted to play with Antonio Brown. He got to Tampa, uh, and Bruce Arians and and the Glazers and the rest of the t- people that run the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, "Fuck no, that shithead is not coming to play in Tampa Bay. And, uh, he will not there be is. playing with Antonio Brown. He is not coming to play in Tampa." So now I'll take a shot. There it is, Ben. There it is, Ben. You take a shot. So uh, that's our drinking game and. Purposely, every week we say something negative about the Cowboys, or I say something negative about a team. My division, Ben, you say something negative about Antonio Brown. So if we say anything negative about these guys, or Ben, if you say anything negative about a team in your division, uh, you know, the Browns, uh, the Bengals, uh, the Ravens, uh, then you take a shot. And if Sonia, who is so nice and never says anything negative about anybody, not on the, uh, not on the podcast, anything negative about anybody in the NFC West, she takes a shot. But Ben, you said something negative about Antonio Brown. I said something negative about the Cowboys. Basically, just you know, fuck the Cowboys. I'm actually I'm happy as an Eagles fan. But there we go. Fun. Cheers, cheers, I'll, cheers. I'll, I'll, clink, clink. I'll hit the screen. Clink, clink. Ah, uh, ah, that's gross. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, it's that's great bad. To see you do it though. Oh, it's great to see you do it. Oh, that's disgusting. It feels okay. like. It feels like, uh, you know, I'm there with you, Ben. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's why I brought the Except giant. That's why I brought the monitor out having, here. 
it, it's just weird not having a mic. I'm gonna have to speak into the top of a bottle or something because I'm usually I, I'm used to having something in front of my face that I can speak into. I'm just speaking into thin air right now, and it, and it feels really <laughs> weird. And you know, my my headphones aren't exactly the greatest because uh, the sound in my head is a little muffled, and so you know, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. So I'm gonna have to pull it out. So, yeah, it's not your. I mean, yeah, it's scratching up on your like on your uh, on your sweatshirt, but there's nothing you can do about that. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. But next week, I'm sure if we're still doing this, the sound quality will be better. All right. Wait, wait. Can you see me? It says we cannot connect to your local camera. Okay, I'm going to close that out. Uh, We're good. We are still good. Yeah, yeah. Because you froze. Wait. Can you hear me? Can you see me? On my my screen, you froze. Oh, okay. But it's the sound still coming through. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the next break, we will uh, figure out exactly why I froze up there. Uh, But next up, we have Stefan Diggs, Frane. Stefan Diggs. The Buffalo Bills have acquired wide receiver Stefan Diggs in a trade with the Minnesota Vikings, according to multiple reports. Oh, my God. The Bills are sending a first, a first round pick, a fifth round pick, and a sixth round pick, and a 2021 fourth round selection in exchange for Diggs and a 2027th rounder. That's four picks, a first round, a fifth round, a sixth round, and a 2021 fourth round for the oft-maligned and oft-whiny Stefan Diggs, Franny. What do you think about that? that is a lot. I think that's a little too much to give up for uh, for Stefan Diggs, Ben. I mean, he's, he's a great – he's a good receiver. He's a good receiver. Um, you, know, he, you know, he might be top 10 in the league, but to give up all those picks for him, that's a little too much. I mean, what do you think? I think it is. I think it's way, way too much. Um, I'm back. I'm back in, I'm back in black. I'm back. I'm wearing my Steelers gear. Uh, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, if it were, if you were, if you were to make this kind of deal for Hopkins or for Thomas or for Julio Jones or for Antonio Brown when he was playing, uh, you know, or for Mike Evans, I could see that kind of, that kind of deal if you're desperate for receivers to pair up with Josh Allen. But Diggs has had problems in the past when he, you know, he's essentially a, a, you know, a little mini Terrell Owens. When he doesn't get the ball, he's unhappy. When he doesn't get touchdowns, yeah. he's unhappy. He's pouty. Yeah. He's a pouty receiver. I mean, yeah, he had that great play two years ago, uh, in a playoff game that will go down in, you know, Vikings history forever. But that is a hefty, hefty price tag. A first round, a fifth round, a sixth round, and a fourth round. That is a lot of players. I mean, it's going to give. You know, the Vikings, a lot of firepower for what we'll get to this later too, for, for Kirk Cousins to throw the ball to because apparently he's going to be there until he retires. But I, I just think the price tag is way too high. And, and much, much like the Cowboys, I think it just showed that they were desperate to lock up a receiver in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have a, they yeah, don't, I mean, are things, I mean, if, if he was pouty with Kirk Cousins, are things going to be better with Allen? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, Allen is, He's worse than Kirk Cousins. I mean, you know, okay, I, I, I don't dislike Kirk Cousins. I've said a lot of positive things about Kirk Cousins. You think? I don't think he's amazing or anything, but I think Josh Allen is just way, way worse. He's just, he's just, he's not even, he's not even on Kirk Cousins' level. No, the way he like, played he's, he's last just, year, down the stretch and in that playoff game, I mean, he played about as bad as a as a quarterback could play. Uh, he was at Devlin Hodges levels in that playoff game last year. It was abysmal. I mean, he could have tried to play bad and probably would have played better than the way he played at the end of last year. I just think it's, 
you know, it's nice to see the Buffalo Bills get some get some marquee players there, but I just think that the price tag was way too high because their team already lacks talent at a number of positions, and now they just gave up four picks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that, way too much. That, that I just this is this is I, I've never I'm seen anything like this. I, I feel like it's a run. On, it's a run on the banks. With with a first round pick, I mean, why not just pick up somebody in the draft? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? I'm, I'm sure there's there's somebody that you know is around the same skill level in the first round as Diggs, but you're, I mean, you're giving around you're giving up a first, a uh, fifth, a uh, sixth, you know, fourth. I mean, that's so many uh, picks there. With one of those picks, you could have found a pretty decent receiver, and you're gonna have to find a way to pay this guy because I'm sure there's gonna be an extension coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's mind blowing to me. I mean, it was like it was like lobbing grenades in at my computer all week trying to keep up with this. Uh, next up, <laughs> and every time you log in, Facebook or Instagram, bam, new trade, bam, something else. It's, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, so somebody was busy this week. Uh, next up, I, this is an, I think this is an interesting move. Marcus Mariota from the John Gruden Collecting Quarterbacks Division. Marcus <laughs> Mariota signs uh, signs a contract with uh, the. The the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you think about that one, Friday? Uh, well, now they have two backup quarterbacks on their roster. Um, I, I don't think uh, Marcus Mariota is any better than Carr. I, I, I think they're both the same caliber of quarterback, and it, just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I don't. And, and this is something that that John Gruden has done uh, for much of his tenure as a head coach. He just loves to collect quarterbacks. You know, he likes to date them. He doesn't like to marry them. He, he just, he's, he's always collecting mediocre quarterbacks. You know, you have Derek Carr, who's okay. And now you have Marcus Mariota, who by all accounts is less than okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I don't have any idea why you would spend that kind of money. I'm not exactly sure. Do you know how much money, uh, Mariota got in that deal? I can look uh, it up. Yeah, I'm sure you can look it up, but, um, whatever it is, he's not worth it. I mean, that's going to be, uh, Mariota. I think, I think, you know, Carr is actually a better quarterback than Mariota. I, you know, I, I think he's shown more promise than Mariota, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about that. Best. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, he's showed more promise. I'm sure it's at least, you know, $15 million a year for, for Mariota. But, he, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, if you have, if you have two mediocre quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Right. I mean, what's, yeah. what's the, what's the game plan in, in, in Las Vegas if they're not going to go out and pick up a different quarterback? Yep. Uh, or, or at least draft a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wonder how hard they were pushing for, uh, for Tom Brady and maybe it's, you know, it didn't pan out and they got desperate and, you know, picked up, you know, Mariota. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, Dalton, maybe even Cam Newton would have been better options than, you know, Barnacus Mariota. I just, it just, I mean, Andy Dalton would definitely have been a better option, I think. You know, I, 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 I keep on saying Andy Dalton, Ben. Nobody, nobody seems to want him though. No, nobody wants him for some reason. I I think he's a, you know, he, he played uh, for a terrible organization with uh, a coach that was really not that great. And, and he, he did uh, have some success there. So, um, you know, Marcus Mariota, that, that, that is very questionable for them to pick him up. Yeah. I mean, I just think it, it doesn't, I don't think it adds anything to the team. No, no, no. All right. Next up, another beautiful move from the, or from the, uh, from the Cowboys department. The Cowboys, Byron Jones, probably the best cornerback 
on the market agreed to a deal worth $17 million a deal signed uh, with uh, making him the highest paid cornerback in the league. What do you think about Byron Jones moving on? Uh, I know, I know he was on the Eagles radar uh, and the Eagles obviously needed help at cornerback and they did get it. Um, but uh, he was going to get paid a lot of money and he did get paid a lot of money. I'm just glad he's not in our division anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's not with the Cowboys. But the Dolphins, I mean, what are the Dolphins doing paying $17 million a year to a cornerback? Safety yeah, slash cornerback. They're, they're not paying a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I just, so they, I, it doesn't seem can, like it's what they, they needed. Can spend that extra yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, it looks, I mean, the, the, actually, the Miami made quite a few good moves so far. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I've, I've been impressed with Miami. And, and, and with the season that they had, uh, you know, winning five games, they actually played better than expected. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure in the draft they'll, you know, pick somebody up as well, maybe a quarterback in the first round. And, uh, you know, things look promising right now for Miami. You think so? Yeah. Oh, uh, that that is that is some wishful thinking there. I mean, okay, maybe seven games, but you're still <laughs> in the right direction. You know, from five games to seven games, I don't expect them to be you know, uh, uh, in, in contention for a Super Bowl just yeah, but I think they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, so they signed Byron Jones. They they signed uh, offensive lineman Ted Karras. Shaq Lawson, they also signed. Jordan Howard. They Jordan signed, Howard, I believe, too. Did they? Oh, yeah, Jordan. Uh, two-year, $10 million, $10 million contract. They got Kyle Van Oy yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, four-year, $51 million contract. And Emmanuel Ogba. I think that was a yeah, little too much Van Oy, but, you know. You're right. They did have a pretty good, a pretty little, uh, you, know. Yeah, I mean, you know. It looks like they're moving in the right direction. I, you know, I think they have made some uh, some good moves. Um, ben, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Can oh, you hear me? Oh, okay, because I, I lost your I lost your image right here. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Christian from um, you know the the, the our, our our Dolphins fan uh, from Croatia was asking me you know how how I felt they did uh, so far uh, in free agency. And I, you know, I I think that they're they're wheeling and dealing. I think they're making some good moves. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, another one that's near and dear to your heart, Frane. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Might need some <laughs> some soap opera music for this. The Jacksonville Jaguars have agreed to trade Nick Foles to the Chicago Bears. The Bears are giving up their compensatory fourth-round pick, number 140 overall, which means the Jags now have 12 picks. Count them, 12 in the upcoming draft. Foles has already restructured his contract with the Bears. Uh, a source told the NFL Network this week he still has $21 million guaranteed left on the deal. But the source said that Foles now has the ability to avoid the deal, <laughs> like he's going to avoid the deal, after either of the first two <laughs> years, depending on the upside of his performance. The move means the Jags will now have to absorb twenty, almost $20 million in dead money in 2020 after cutting Blake Bortles last March. The Jags will now have paid $35.25 million in dead money over the past two off-seasons. Franny, what say you about your beloved Nick Foles moving on? Well, Ben, uh, you know, I, I think they're sort of, um, at least the, the Bears are in the same situation as uh, as Las Vegas right now. And it's kind of weird saying Las Vegas and not Oakland uh, Raiders. Uh, but I, I think right now with Trubisky and with Nick Foles, they sort of have two backup quarterbacks. I mean, I hate to say that about Nick Foles. You know, I love Nick Foles. I'm an Eagles fan, obviously. He'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, but uh, I don't I don't think either quarterback brings anything extra to the team, just like with uh, Las Vegas, you know, with Carr 
and uh, and uh, with uh, Marcus Mariota, it's just it's it's almost the same caliber of quarterback. I mean, not, I mean, maybe Foles is a little bit better, but um, you know, he had, he had a wonderful run with the Eagles. But I don't know if he can replicate that again somewhere else. I, I, everything was just you know there was lightning. They caught lightning in a bottle in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, $21 million, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I actually think it shows that the, the, you know, the Jags are being pretty smart here. I mean, if, if they're not going to go. Well, the, the Jags, yes. Yeah. If they're not going to go with Nick Foles as their quarterback next year, you might as well cut bait now and see if you can get something, you know, for him, you know, while the iron is, you know, lukewarm. Uh, because if, if you roll him out there again next year, if Minshew gets hurt and you roll him out there and he looks really terrible, you're not going to get anything for him at all uh during the season so you might as well at least roll him out there you know see if you can get something for him and they got you know they got a they got a they got a fourth round pick for him uh and i agree with i was about to say the exact same thing now the bears too have a pair of mediocre quarterbacks on their roster uh to join las vegas with a pair of overpaid mediocre quarterbacks on their roster so i'm not sure that it makes chicago much better but i think Nagy can likely get more out of Foles. If he's forced to start him, then the Jags probably could. Then Marone probably could get out of him. Uh, so I'd like to, I'd like to Not see as much Nick as Peterson got out of him. You mean a Super Bowl victory? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen in Chicago, but I mean, I, I, but I think he's got a better team in Chicago and he's got a chance to do something. I mean, I think Foles has a chance to be somewhat successful in Chicago if he's, if he's thrust into the starting rover. I don't think he's got any chance of being successful in Jacksonville. But they do. I mean, they got twelve picks in the draft coming up in April. Yeah. I mean, only it seems, it seems like they always have a lot of picks, and they just—I mean, you know—a few years ago, obviously they were in the AFC Championship game, but they—I mean, they're—they're they're usually a pretty bad team, even with all the draft picks that they have. Your Portland Trailblazers, <laughs> you know, pick after pick after pick, high pick after high pick. Your New York Knicks, sorry, my New York Knicks, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just watching uh, what we finally started watching the last, <laughs> the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know if you've watched it, uh, but they have one of the characters that killed himself after the last jet season because he just couldn't watch another <laughs> jet season. <laughs> that is, uh, uh, that, that's true. I mean, it was the end of, you know, the end of the season. He's just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Next up, Todd Gurley. This one actually surprised me a little bit. Uh, but, uh, no, but, I mean, it, it seems like it's it's been rumored for quite a while. Even last year, I was surprised it didn't happen last year. But the Rams are looking to free up cap space. That's no, that shouldn't be news to anybody. Uh, so the Ram released, uh, they released Todd Gurley this past week. Uh, the 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 former former NFL Offensive Player of the Year, the highest paid running back in NFL history after the two before the 2018 season, a four year, sixty million dollar extension that included forty. $5 million in guarantees. At the time of that extension, Gurley had two seasons remaining on his rookie contract. The Rams will absorb $20.15 million, $20 million in dead money uh, if he was released with a pre-June 1 designation, which did happen. They saved $2.9 million in, cal- in salary space only with this with this release. Uh, with a post-June 1 designation, Gurley's dead money cost will amount to about $11.75 million. Uh, you know, it, this is pretty, pretty insane. Uh, this week, uh, the, the running back, Todd Gurley, agreed to a one year, one year, six million dollar deal with the Falcons. He received a bonus of seven point five million from the Rams. 
and there was a 2.5 million offset in total. Gurley gets 11 million to play in 2020. But how the mighty have fallen from 60 million with 45 million guaranteed to a lowly 6 million one year contract. Franny, what do you think about that? Um, well, I mean, he, he made, you know, $45 million guaranteed. So he made that $45 million. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's always great to get that guaranteed money. Um, and he's making $6 million, uh, you know, this year as well. So, I mean, you take that $45 million guaranteed plus that six, that's a, that's still pretty decent for Todd Gurley. Um, even on Instagram when he posted, uh, you know, he got fired on his day off. He wouldn't have said that if he didn't get his $45 million guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. You know, jokingly. Um, so I'm sure he's, he's just fine with it. Um, you know, we'll see how he does in, uh, in Atlanta. I mean, they have a good team there. Um, you know, they, they've, uh, not the last couple of years, but I mean, they, they have, they have, a, they, they have potential to be a good team in, uh, in that division. Um, but, um, you know, it, it seems like this has been in the works for a while. I mean, we've always been questioning ever since that huge contract that he did sign back then. Will he be moved? And this was a question before. Uh, even, uh, you know, la- the beginning of last season too. So it's finally happened and he's making $6 million this year. And, uh, you know, he'll also be successful. It just depends on how healthy he'll be because he hasn't been able to be healthy the last year. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I mean, I, I do wonder why they didn't just burn him up last year then. I mean, you knew they yeah, were exactly. looking to release him. Why didn't they just burn him up? I mean, I, they, they played coy with him last year, limited mm-hmm. his carries all the way through until the, near the end of the season when they, when he got a lot more carries near the end there. But why did why they didn't just run him out there as a starting running back all of last year if this was the plan uh, to release him anyway? They didn't get anything back in compensation. I mean, they will ultimately potentially get a third or fourth round compensatory pick out of it. But still, I mean, why wouldn't you just use well, he's off the books? Yeah. I guess he's off the books, you know. Yeah, but still a twenty sort million. Of. I mean, it's going to be a huge cap. I mean, a twenty million dollar cap hit potentially because he was released pre pre June one. Uh, you know, it's still that's a lot of money. Yeah, on, that's and, actually a lot of money. And they're in salary cap yeah, hell. And they're in salary cap hell right now. The Rams are. Uh, and I, I thought, I thought after this move, you know, they'd go after Melvin Gordon, maybe, you know, same city, very, you know, good running back as well. And, and, and Melvin Gordon also signed a new contract elsewhere and not for a huge amount of money, but I thought no. that's who I thought they were going to go after. Uh, um, but I don't know who their running back will be. Who did, where did, uh, where did Gordon go? No, you know, nor do I care. I mean, uh, he went to the Broncos. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sonia was mentioning that they didn't make it on the agenda because my, my fingers were, I had little blisters on my, the tips of my fingers from typing out this agenda. Uh, yeah, I was surprised that Melvin Gordon hey, signed, didn't get more money. He signed two, I mean, two year, uh, you know, $16 million, which is, you know, it's not a ton of money. I mean, he was looking for, um, you know, like top five money last year sometimes. So. You know, two years, sixteen million dollars for uh, for running back of his caliber. That's, that's a pretty good uh, deal for the Broncos. But I thought after this deal was made for Gurley, he might be on his way. You know, basically uh, across the street or in the same building as uh, as the Rams. Yeah, but I mean, that didn't happen. Yeah, remember last week when we were complaining that there wasn't that much to talk about? There's always something. You <laughs> but, have amazing agendas, Ben. But last week I was like, hmm, let's find some interesting stories to talk about. And this week I'm like, this is going to be four, five hours long, this podcast. Well, we did we did talk about the coaching changes. And that was like kind of, that did last longer than yeah, I expected. That's true. That's true. I'm like, Franny, oh, want to talk uh-huh. about the coaching changes? He's like, okay. There are 32 <laughs> teams, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you kept on scrolling down the page. I thought there was going to be an end sooner, but... It's actually dragged out a little bit longer than I expected. <laughs> we're, we're, this we, one. We ended with Wichita. 
<laughs> with the Wichita Warriors coaching changes. It is really weird. It is really weird talking to, you know, the wall. Yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really weird. And you're just like looking at an empty table across. Uh, Although I got, I got the 32 inch TV right across, right in front of me. Oh, you, oh, you're looking at that. Oh, I put I'm, it in I'm your honored? seat. Yeah, yeah, I put oh, it in your seat. Christ. Okay. You should, do I have a mic in front of my face? No, no, no. I just, <laughs> no, I should have actually, I should have put a mic and turned the, turned the monitor on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I put I'm the talking, I put the entire TV right where you normally sit, so I'm staring right at you. I'm talking to the I'm talking to the washing machine. Uh, yeah, you have to put a TV up there next. You know, if we have to do this next week, just get run to Best Buy, get like a 32 incher, and then just plug the phone right into that. You know, I'm, I'm going to put your picture in front of me, like that one that you got for Christmas. The one oh that Lord, dressed up in kilts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that right in front of me, like, hey Ben, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I did wear our Breaking Bad gas mask. You know, I will I'll probably wear that to the store tomorrow. Uh, next up. Might have to. Manny Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, former Steeler, former Bronco, agrees to a two-year $16 million to join Michael Thomas and Drew Brees with the New Orleans Saints. I love, love, love this move. The 49ers misused him. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a team. I mean, if Drew Brees can get Always. his shit together, that's going to be a, you're not in Kansas anymore, Mr. Bree, or Mr. Brady. This is not, you're not, this is going to be a tough row to hoe getting through that division. Yeah. What do you think about Sanders? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be more difficult this season than it was last season. That's for sure. With Tampa Bay coming up, um, you know, Atlanta making some moves, you know, Carolina, they're going to struggle most likely, but those, those three teams are definitely going to fight over this division. Uh, but having Emmanuel Sanders there, um, with Michael Thomas, you know, with Alvin Kamara, uh, they're, they're going to be, uh, you know, a team to reckon with in the, in the NFC. Yeah. With in the, general, not just the NFC South, but the NFC. And with a decent defense. They got a decent defense. They've got, and with, exactly. And what's his name? Name escapes me. The, uh, the tight end. The name escapes me. Uh, it's not Graham anymore. No, <laughs> Graham actually, he, he moved too. Yeah, he moved I on. Is he going to Chicago also? Yeah, I think so. He left uh, wherever the hell he was. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was. With, I don't even know where he was. He was, he was with Green Bay, Green Bay last he year. Green Bay. Well, he, he went to Seattle, Green Bay, and now I think he was in Chicago now, right? I mean, since we're talking about moves, you might as well mention his name. Too. Yeah, and the Saints also. I mean, they put a tender. They put a first round tender on Taysom Hill. They signed your. Malcolm Jenkins as well, a four-year, thirty-two million dollars, exactly the exact exact amount of money he would have been paid if he had stayed with the Eagles. Uh, David, <laughs> they signed David no Onyemata. Uh, they signed a defensive tackle and they signed uh, an offensive. Uh, they I think they signed a right tackle uh, to a five-year, fifty-seven million dollar Andrews Pete as well. But next up, we have your Cam Newton. Wait, 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 wait. My Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Why all yours. Because you're sitting right across yeah. from me. You're, you're you're literally on the big screen. <laughs> I'm bigger now than you're, I am like you know any other day. So like that, that's my. I'm sure my head is huge. You've been there. working out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those of you out, there, yeah, I, I have a what is it a 32, 37 inch? I don't yeah, even know what the size of this yeah, TV is. I, I think it's 32 inch. It's, yeah. But I have so I, one of those cheapo ones that we got just so we can you know. Uh, display all of uh, the recording information on there, so you don't make any more mistakes like you have yeah. in the past. Yeah, well, ooh, low blow, low blow. <laughs> yes, you it's can, not you, your fault, man. You do everything. <laughs> you can go back and listen to into the podcast where there was no Sonya. There were two of them, right? The two podcasts I mean, where ben where Mike I never turned Sonya's mic on. Ben writes the agenda. He edits it. He's the producer. He's the executive producer. He basically does everything. So this TV is basically oh, just to help. 
you know, me out and Sonya out, make sure that everything is being recorded uh, correctly. And, and uh, uh, Ben definitely does an excellent <laughs> job, even without the TV. Thank you. But yeah, your face is definitely, uh, it's, it's live and in charge right there in front of me. Uh, Cam Newton, the Panthers on Tuesday gave quarterback Cam Newton permission to seek a trade. <laughs> Uh, general manager Marty Herney met with Newton and his representative to discuss the plan, signaling the end of a nine year run in Carolina. So Cam Newton is on the move after the Carolina Panthers finalized the deal to sign Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Uh, Cam Newton said he was not interested in a trade, nor was that something that he was seeking. Uh, but Cam Newton is on the move. And Teddy Bridgewater finally gets an opportunity to start for a team as their number one quarterback without anyone waiting in the wings. Friday, what do you, what do you think about that as you're spilling your glasses over there in, in your garage? <laughs> did you see that? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because, uh, the washing machine isn't perfect. I mean, because I have a shirt over it, so I'm not like pounding on the washing machine that's like made out of aluminum over here. And, uh, yeah, um, it, 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 it definitely, I put it in the wrong spot right now. <laughs> yeah. Sort of flipped over. But anyways. Yeah, Friday was uh, trying to find no, the, the best acoustics in his house. Yeah, yeah. And his spot is not working out, but whatever. <laughs> um, I'll get, I'll cut you a piece of plywood and you can pick it up from my porch. <laughs> Just, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use that. <laughs> I'm going to use the, the, the top of the barrel that you gave me, actually. I'd probably use that. Oh, that's true. That's true. On. Yeah, I, I could probably use that because uh, this is an uneven surface that I'm putting my stuff down on right now. Um, <laughs> but it was but, good comic relief. <laughs> yeah, but for uh, for Cam Newton, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't already been picked up by another team, um, you know, uh, Las Vegas or even by the Bears. Um, you know, the last few games or last whatever, five games, I think he's 0-5 and, and he really um, didn't look that healthy. But, uh, you know, he hasn't played for, you know, just about a year or so. Um, but I would definitely pick up Cam Newton. Uh, over some of these other guys, over, you know, Nick Foles potentially, or, um, you know, Marcus Mariota. I'm just shocked that Cam Newton is not on another football team already. What do, what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure with the, with the, just the flurry of moves that were out there this week, why a team like the Raiders or even the Bears didn't make a push to trade for Cam Newton rather than picking up Nick Foles and Marcus Mariota. I, I honestly am, am a little bit befuddled. By that, I, I expected that. Oh, I could hear. Oh, I heard that bottle open. I heard that bottle open. Uh, I, I, yeah, I fill it up because I spilled it. Oh, that's that's the that's the good stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm surprised that Cam Newton hasn't been. You know, they didn't make some team hasn't made a move to pick him up. I mean, that, that's a little bit shocking to me. I mean, there's not that many teams out there that have. Solid, solid quarterbacks. I'm actually, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if the Steelers made a move, you know, to pick up Cam Newton as their backup quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger looking like Grizzly Adams these days and claiming he's Flacco, Flacco maybe. Oh, yeah. Flacco did get released. Flacco yeah. did get released. I, I think Flacco would be a very, cause I don't think he's going to start for any other team in the NFL. I mean, do you think he really has a chance no. to start anywhere else? I, th I think. His career now is basically being a backup elsewhere and, you know, maybe getting a, a six, seven, eight million dollar contract because he's made all of the money that he's going to make. And if he can make just a little bit of extra cash on the side, I'm sure he'd be willing to take that type of a deal. And, and with the Steelers, Ben, I think he would fill in very nicely over there. Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, I mean, he was a Baltimore Raven for a long time, but you know, sports is sports and I'll, I'll take him. Uh, but I'm shocked that Cam Newton 
that somebody hasn't hasn't dealt for Cam Newton. Maybe early in the week when everybody was 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 dealing left and right. Maybe there are might be some teams out there that are a little bit uh they might regret making a move so quickly with Cam Newton's decide you know decision to to put himself on the market or the 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 Carolina Panthers decision to allow him to, to put himself on the market came a little bit later in the week after some of those deals were made. You know, I mean I could see him going to Miami, for example. It wouldn't be a bad landing spot for for Cam Newton. Uh, there are a lot of teams out there that need a starting quarterback. And I mean, Miami with all the moves that, that Franny pointed out earlier in the podcast, it wouldn't, that would be a place that I could see him landing. I actually would have, if I were the Colts, I probably would have signed Cam Newton before I signed or made a trade for Cam Newton before I signed Phillip Rivers as well. Yep. So we'll see. But that was, that was a little bit shocking to me. Uh, because uh-huh. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, Bridgewater's been a, he's been a backup for a long time. I mean, he, he, well, he was five and zero with, uh, with the Saints. I mean, if he has the right coaching, he could have some success with Minnesota. He was, he was also okay when he was, uh, with Minnesota. I, you know, I, I didn't think he was the, their quarterback of the future. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how things play out over there. I agree. We, we're moving on. There's so many of these moves. Next up, this was one of the top moves I had earlier in the week, but this had to be dropped way down the agenda. The Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans have agreed to a four year deal with Ryan Tannehill that will pay the quarterback $118 million. The deal has an average value of $29.5 million, includes $62 million in fully guaranteed money. This is an amazing agreement. The agreement came after sources told ESPN that the Tennessee was not interested in Tom Brady. Tom Brady was not interested in Tennessee either. Uh, Tennessee was widely speculated as a potential free agent destination for Brady. I think, I think that was ridiculous given the Titans, uh, uh impressive postseason run and Brady's friendship with Titans coach Mike Vrabel. What do you think about, uh, Tannehill? 62 million guaranteed, $30 million a year, 118 mil. Uh, well, we mentioned it last week, Ben, um, with, with Brian Tannehill. Um, you know, he, uh, he is, their quarterback of the future and, and, uh, they definitely locked him in and for the right deal too. I think it's fair, uh, to both Ryan Tannehill. I think it's fair for the Titans. Uh, I think they could definitely build around him. Um, you know, I, I, I think the Tannehill that we saw this year with the Titans is who Ryan Tannehill is, not the Ryan Tannehill that we saw in Miami. Um, so I, I think they made the right move locking him in because I think they can definitely find some long-term success. With Tannehill, if you know, with Mike Frabel, if they continue to coach the way that he is with him uh, at the helm, so yeah. I, I think it's a great deal, and 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 it's not a lot of money, and so they can pick up some other guys on that team, and and um, are there any I, left? I, I was I was a huge fan, and I and I, and I texted you, I texted you right away when this happened because I'm like this this is the type of deal that Dak Prescott should have been happy with in. Uh, in, in, in Dallas because he's not any better than Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill has a ceiling, but for this amount of money, I think this is, this is fair to both sides. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, and I think they're going to have some success. I mean, Tannehill proved last year how versatile he is, how well he can throw the ball down the field, how well he can read the defense, how well he can move outside the pocket, both right and left when he needs to. And something he wasn't able to do in Miami. I don't know what was with the coaching in Miami and the, the, the play calling in Adam Miami. Gates. It was, it was, it was Adam Gates. But he, he looked terrible. I mean, he looked like Chad Pennington out there. I mean, he really looked bad. Uh, but they made a really, really impressive run, pushing the Steelers out of the playoffs 
and winning what two playoff games? One playoff game. They won a playoff game, right? Uh, Last year. Couple. No, couple. They, they, they beat they beat uh New England and they beat the Ravens. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh yeah, they were in a championship game. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that was an impressive run, and I think it was smart for them to lock him up. And I hope he has success because he he languished in Miami for for what seems like a long time. It probably wasn't that long, but it seems like a long time. And it's nice to see someone with that kind of talent and that kind of grit get a, get an opportunity to lead a team with solid and decent coaching and a franchise that seems to be pretty well run. So so I agree. All right, next up. Ooh, all right. Let's uh, let's just go through some other teams here. Just, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything before we move on to the franchise tags. Let's see what we got here. You can't see what I'm doing. I'm scrolling through. Uh, scrolling through the, uh, uh, so the Falcons signed Dante Fowler as well to a three year deal. Uh, yeah, decent, uh, decent deal. I think Fowler is a solid, uh, cornerback or, uh, is he a cornerback or, uh, safety? Edge, edge rusher. Dante Fowler. Edge yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's edge, oh, he's an edge rusher. Oh, yeah, okay. Came from the Rams. But I mean, he's, he's been pretty good with the Rams. I mean, he's not, you know, amazing, but he's good. He's a solid player. Yeah, the Ravens signed Matt Judon. I thought, uh, or uh, franchise, or yeah, the franchise tag on Mike Judon. Uh, the Bills, as we know, got Stefan Diggs, which I thought was still, that's, that one still, still shocks me. Uh, they also signed Quentin Jefferson, defensive end, uh, which I think is a pretty decent sh- signing by them. They signed Josh Norman off the scrap heap to a $6 million contract, uh, worth a max value of $8 million. Little, I, I think that's a little much for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Carolina Panthers signed Russell Okung from the Chargers off to injured left tackle and the Bears. Yeah, the Bears picked up Jimmy Graham. Like you said, they also signed Robert Quinn, which I think is a pretty good signing for them. Five year, $70 million contract, $30 million guaranteed for Robin Quinn out there on the edge. They signed Danny. Aguilar got signed. Oh, I heard Sonia mentioned that. Where did he go to the Saints? Aguilar. Is going to the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders, the Raiders. Yeah. That's he fits Good right. Luck. He fits right in there. <laughs> Good luck, Raiders. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, it's so uh, yeah, the Bears also signed Danny Trevathan. I think that was a pretty decent deal, three year extension. And the Bengals did absolutely nothing, as you would expect. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they were kind of. They were pretty busy. Uh, they signed Kareem Hunt. Uh, they they put a tender mm-hmm. on Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kevin Johnson agreed to a $3.5 million deal, the quarterback and Case Keenum, which I thought was an interesting signing for the bank or the Browns picking up Case Keenum. What do you think about that one? He actually is probably a better starter <laughs> for them right now. Uh, in their current situation, I, I actually, I wouldn't, I, I think Case Keenum could actually find some success in, uh, in Cleveland. What do you think? Yeah, and they got him pretty cheap. Thirteen or three yeah. million, uh, three year, eighteen million dollar deal, ten million guaranteed only. Yep. So six million dollars a year for a quarterback that once led the Minnesota Vikings to the playoffs, or damn close to the NFC Championship game. Oh, to the NFC Championship game. There you go. They also brought back, uh, or no, no, they didn't bring back, but they they picked up another cast off from the Vikings and the Eagles. They picked up Anderson Deho to a one year, two point two two five million dollar deal. Uh, Cowboys, your Cowboys signed Kai, For- Kai Forbath. They signed their kicker. You got, you got, they, they re-signed their kicker. Can't give, <laughs> they, uh, Blake Jarwin re-signed. And Sean Lee. Why is he and coming Sean back? Lee, Why is he coming back? Do I have to Sean, hear about how he was good five yeah, years I mean, ago? Sean Lee has not been healthy probably in the last five years. 
but he is also coming back. Uh, they picked up. Uh, nope, they didn't make any more moves. Uh, the Broncos signed Melvin Gordon, as we discussed. They signed Nick Vanette, uh, the tight end uh, that was with, I think, the Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks. They said he signed a two-year deal there. Uh, the Lions were were somewhat busy. They signed Vitai, the Eagles uh, tackle. He's he's solid. I mean, he's he's good. I mean, for most teams, um, you know, he could be a starter with the Eagles. He was sort of uh, well, he was he was extra depth for the Eagles, and he really did help out the Eagles. And and uh, I wish him all the best. Yeah, they signed him a five year, fifty million dollar deal. Uh, they picked up Danny Shelton. And they picked up Nick Williams as well. The Packers didn't have a very busy week at all. Picked up Kristen Kirksey, two-year, $16 million deal. Mercedes Lewis re-signed with the Packers. And Rick Wagner, God knows they need help on the offensive line. They signed Rick Wagner, uh, looks like, to a two-year deal. The Texans were pretty busy just butchering their roster. They signed Jalen Watkins. They signed Bradley Roby to a three-year, $36 million contract. They overpaid for cornerback Bradley Roby. Uh, they picked up A.J. McCarron. <laughs> they did pick up A.J. McCarron. I guess they're, that's an interesting pickup. Uh, they picked up Verdon Hargraves, the third cornerback, uh, agreed to terms with them. And Philip Gaines, Darren Fells, a tight end, uh, to a two-year, $7 million deal. The Colts didn't do much. Uh, other than Philip Rivers there, the Jags didn't do much. The Chiefs actually have been pretty quiet considering they've got a Super Bowl roster in their pocket. And let's see, the Raiders, they were, Raiders were busy picking up Mariota and the rest of the people we talked about earlier. The Rams don't have any money on the books at all. They signed a two year, $17 million deal with a Sean Robinson, another defensive tackle, and they signed Andrew Whitworth, I think he's 47 years old. He's actually not, but he's older than dirt. They signed him to a three-year, $30 million deal. He'll make it through the first year of that contract. Uh, the Dolphins, they, we talked about that earlier. Uh, the, pa- the Patriots have been pretty quiet as well. They picked up Danny Vital, the, the, uh, the fullback, but they didn't do much else. Uh, the Saints we talked about. What about the Giants? The Giants signed Colt McCoy, just so you know. Uh, he's been passed around the NFC East. Uh, the Jets did nothing. The Eagles, we'll talk about that in a little while when we get uh, to the tag, team, tag news. team news. The 49ers didn't do much either. They just they re-signed Jimmy Ward. They re-signed Ben Garland. The Seahawks, uh, they kept uh, they put a two-second-round tender on Hollister. We'll talk about that in Tag Team News. Uh, the Buccaneers didn't do. They signed Jason JPP. They signed uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. To a two-year, they re-signed him to a two-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal, and the Redskins, your Washington Redskins, picked up J.D. Why, McKissick. Why, why are they my? Why I, I don't like the Redskins, Ben. They're in your division. They're my division, but they're not my. That, that's true. They did pick up J.D. McKissick, uh, running back from Seattle, I think, and Brandon Sheriff. They played the duh, 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 franchise Brandon Sheriff. And Wes Schweitzer, another guard, signed a three-year, $13.5 million deal. That goes through most of the moves this week. But, Franny, what do you think about taking a quick break before we get into the franchise tag and the rest of the NFL news? Sure. All right. We'll take a break, Ben. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back.
right, and we are back with more NFL news. Ben, we have some franchise tags. Oh, my God, this does not end. This is like the NFL news from nowhere. This just came out of nowhere. But it, but it, but thank God. Thank God, seriously, Ben, for all of this news since we have no sports to watch right Yeah, that's now. true. That's true. This is our only only outlet right now. I mean, it, it's it's been. I mean, there's been so many moves. It's been very busy in NFC NFL uh, uh, free agency. But this is the only sports that we can talk about right now. So, thank God for all these moves. Yeah, next week it will be all Better Call Saul for the hour. It'll be Better Call Saul, <laughs> Handmaid's Tale, and whatever else we're watching on television. Uh, but first up, the Have biggest. You it though, ben? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're we're two episodes behind. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, we're two episodes behind. So it was a, it was a kind of a rough week. So we're trying to find happy stuff to watch. Uh, so the first one, first and foremost, Cowboys place the exclusive franchise tag on your Dak Prescott, thirty-three million dollars a year or for one year, but Unable to reach an agreement, they had a $110 million guarantee contract on the table for five years, and I think about $33 million a year, turned down by Dak Prescott. Now he's playing for one year for $33 million, hoping that next year will be the charm. Franny, what do you think? I'm just blown away. I think that this is the last, I think this is the last year that Dak Prescott will play with the Cowboys. Really? I mean, I don't, I don't know how you do not take that contract with 105 million reported at 105 million guaranteed. And now you're going to turn around and play for $33 million on a one year deal where if you get injured now, you're base basically done. I, I don't think they're going to offer this guy any more money unless he plays, you know, amazing this year, but I just don't see the guy, you know, throwing for, you know, five, he, he might throw for 5,000, no, four, four, five, 5,000 uh, yards again. Um, this season, but it, it might be just garbage, uh, garbage yards like it was this year mostly. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I just it just it makes absolutely no sense to me. Are you unscrewing the jack fire over there because you don't have to drive home tonight? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally we can only and, get uh, Friday yeah, to drink I, one shot a night, but because he is in his I, I own home tonight, no, but but tonight, so I'm not talking. I'm not talking into a mic, so it's already weird as it is. Uh, I can only see you on my small screen right here on my cell phone. And so, I mean, I might sound like an idiot on tonight's podcast, more so than usual. And it's because I'm drinking more and because I'm talking into a literal wall. <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah, hang my picture up there next week. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I think, the, I think, really uh, weird. I think Dak Prescott should have signed that deal last week or week before last when it was made, when the offer was made. He's really yeah, betting I mean, a lot. Think, He's betting a lot on this one year. But he did this. He did this past season too. I mean, he bet on himself, and he did throw for just about five thousand yeah, yards. Yeah. And the and and but I I I think what they offered him was more than fair. You know, and and it is just about thirty three million dollars, which is what he's going to be making this year. But nothing is guaranteed after next year, so it makes absolutely no sense to me. I I don't I don't understand him. Uh, or his agent, whoever his agent is, he should probably fire him. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott is a decent quarterback and he should have taken the deal for 105 because he's not even worth that much. Yeah. And what if, cheers. I mean, I mean, God, God forbid, cheer. Oh, let me, I'll do one with you. I'm going to do a, there's no more, uh, there's no more Antonio Brown or 
or Steelers or Browns or, or Ravens on the agenda. So I'll do a little half shot of, uh, of this nasty peach, this Jim Beam peach. Okay. Jim Beam fire is good. Or, uh, Jim Beam apple. Sorry. Here we go. Yeah. Cheers, Ben. I already took mine. Mmm. Ah, disgusting. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, but it's yeah, good for so. You. Apples are good for you. Oh, I don't think there's any actual apples in there. Although maybe they're <laughs> those Georgia apples, peaches. But, um, you know what they say? An apple a day keeps the doctor away, Ben. Yeah, a bottle of Jim Beam a day. <laughs> your job will delay. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, God forbid, we don't want to say this, but it's possible. It is possible that depending on how this thing goes with this pandemic, that there could not be, the season might not start. It's unlikely, but it is possible. And if the season yeah. does not start and Dak Prescott is locked into this 33, million dollar franchise tender they they obviously will not be paying the players if the season does not start or there will be some negotiation to pay the players less but he's taking a big big risk here uh not only in normal times but in these abnormal times that we're in he could have locked himself in to a 100 and it's finally said 105 110 million dollar contract guaranteed over the course of four or five seasons and and he's just you know i mean if mike if they want if you want to pay michael jordan you know, less than the best player in the league, then I understand why the man holds out. But Dak Prescott is, you know, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there in terms of quarterbacks I mean, in the league. Top 15. Yeah. But he's, he's on the lower end of that top 15. Yeah. You know, between 10 and 15. Um, and, 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 I mean, even 105, he, just, he doesn't deserve 105. I mean, like I said, he deserves a deal that's closer to what Ryan Tannehill is. You know, 118 overall, I believe. I, I think that's kind of where Dak Prescott falls into, and and I, and I don't I don't understand why he thinks he's a better quarterback than that. Because his agent is telling him that, uh, and and is Jerry Jones going to want to go through this ordeal again with him yeah. next year uh, when he's another year older? Is 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 this going to be? Oh, sorry, Friday's dropping his mic. He literally dropped sorry. the mic. I'm. I'm- I'm not like sticking in my ear that far so I can kind of hear myself speak at the same time. Cause I can't, I can't with it in, I can't hear. It's not the same headphones that we have, you know, on a regular yeah, yeah. basis when I'm at earplugs. Yeah. So I'm just going to buy, it, it just, a, I'm going to buy a 20, sounds weird. a 20 yard cable. Uh, and then in front, I'll just be, he'll be out in the, in the front yard, right? Like I'll be here in the backyard. He'll be in the front yard and we'll just sort of be talking back and forth, but we'll be, you know, 20 yards apart. Uh, next up, the Steelers franchise, Bud Dupree. That was expected, about $18 million. What's the Steelers, Ben? The Steelers haven't really made that many moves so far. I mean, you're seeing all these moves from all these other teams. But the Steelers are pretty much just sticking with the same team so far. We don't know what they're going to do in the draft, but they're sticking with the same team that they have. Yeah, we're right up against the cap. That's the problem. We're about $12 million over the cap. So we had to restructure some deals. To even be able to franchise Bud Dupree, and that that's a little even I think that's a little risky, uh, given that he had, you know, three mediocre seasons, one good season. I'm a little bit or four four mediocre seasons, one good season, and a little bit risky there. Uh the Chiefs uh franchise tag, uh defensive end Chris Jones or defensive lineman Chris Jones, very smart. They had to franchise him. The Patriots, God knows they're gonna need a they're gonna need some help at the offensive line position. They they franchised uh, left tackle Joe Thune. I think that was a smart move. I don't know how you feel about that. 
Yep. Yep. Smart move. <laughs> uh, Titans. This one shocked I, me a I, little I, bit. I really don't know. I, I'm not sure. I mean, it, after 20 years of domination in the AFC, it is it is pretty crazy to the Patriots in this situation now, where they're basically rebuilding. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's been so long, and and it, it, just to see the Patriots in that situation is mind-boggling. Well, I mean, Jared Stidham out of Auburn, War Eagle. You know, we'll see what he does because, I mean, they're going to have to sign Dalton or Newton. They're going to have to trade for Newton or they're going to pick up Dalton because there's nobody else out there if they want to go with a veteran. Yep, yep. Uh, Titans franchise Derrick Henry. That's smart, very smart. Uh, They definitely need Derrick Henry. I mean, I I don't think they could have signed. He wanted a long-term deal. I just don't see giving a quarterback, uh, a running back, a long-term deal like he wanted. So, you know, he'll. we'll see whether he signs that tender. Yeah. Or whether he signs the franchise tag. Kenyon Drake. I think that was a pretty uh, transition tag was put on Drake by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Ravens, we talked about that earlier. Matt Judon and the edge rusher and Jaguars, Yannick and Dakwe, who was potential trade uh, or signing for the Seattle Seahawks. That did not happen. And the Eagles were talking about it, too. But I, I, just, I don't think that the Eagles have enough to trade for him. No, not unless they're willing to give up some of their... You know, some of their a first rounder. Yeah. And, and I don't think they're going to give a first rounder for him. Next up, Friday, something that's near and dear to your heart. Kirk Cousins was extended a two year, 66, $66 million dollar contract. Sexy. $66 million. For beautiful Kirk Cousins. He was entering the final season of his three-year, $84 million contract, but the Vikings didn't want to play games with their franchise, using the term franchise very loosely. Quarterback, the extension gives Cousins $61 million guaranteed and will lower his 2020 cap hit, uh, and the Vikings will re-sign some other crucial players. But what do you think about extending Cousins and going with it for the long term? You know, I mean, I don't have anything against Kirk Cousins. But <laughs> uh, they beat the Saints last year. Uh, yeah, they, they did beat the Saints. That was shocking. That was surprising. Um, but I mean, you, if if you're any organization in the NFL, you need something to build around. And if that quarterback is Kirk Cousins, then so be it. You need some sort of a foundation. Otherwise, you're you're just not going to find any sort of success. So I mean, you know, they they threw their chips on on, on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is their guy. They're going to stick with him. And uh, I, I think you can find some success with him. I don't, he's not the greatest quarterback. I know I've, I've, I've praised him so many times. Um, you think? But I, <laughs> just a little bit. Just, <laughs> just a little, a bit, little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, an extra two years. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a smart move by Minnesota because, I, like, I, like we've said so many times, quarterbacks do not grow on trees. You have a guy there um, that is good enough. Not the greatest, but Good enough. Um, I'm, I'm kind of second guessing myself right now. <laughs> Seriously, but uh, well, I don't know. What, what, what do you think about it? Man? Well, 26 TDs last year, 30 TDs in 18, 27 TDs in 17, 25 in 16, and 29 in 2015. That's what got him that big contract after he left, uh, or he was getting near the end of his time in Washington. You know, he's played uh, 15, 16, 16, 16. Last he's played all 16 games in all of the last five years, with the exception of this past year where he missed one game. Uh, you know, he's been healthy. I agree. He's, he's a decent He's a career. decent quarterback. I just don't – I mean, I don't know what other choice Minnesota would have really had. Yeah. 
You know, other than to draft somebody, they're good enough not to have a draft pick that'll get him a quarterback. I think I'm I'm trying to convince myself that he's good. He is good. Um, I mean, he's good. Good is the correct word. That's the correct word. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, but I'd like to see Andy Dalton get a shot in Minnesota. I'd like to see Cam Newton get a shot in Minnesota. You know, what would their other option be going forward? I mean, because he's still fairly young right now. I mean, maybe they can draft somebody right now and, 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 and... you know, see how they pan out, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, they could. They definitely could. I mean, I I'm a little 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 leery about that. But <laughs> let's see what Marshawn Lynch has to say. I just played the uh, take care of y'all chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, Kirk Cousins, I mean, Kirk he's taking care of his chicken. He's made a boatload. I mean, he's made a ton of money in this league for being just good. Yeah. You know, he made a lot of money with Washington signing those, you know, those franchise tags. I I think he made about $70 million just on franchise tags, uh, plus the $84 million. Plus, I mean, he's made a ton of money being good. I think for the Vikings, it is just a good move. Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, all, but all that money that he spent or that he's made over his career. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say he doesn't deserve it. I mean, he's, you know, he's played pretty well. I mean, beating the Saints last year, that was huge. I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, that was a big deal. Nobody believed he could do it. Nobody believed the team could do it. And it was unexpected. I think they were, I don't know, double-digit underdogs damn near in that game. You bet on it, Ben. And I did bet on it. And I bet on Kirk Cousins, and I bet on the Vikings in that game, if I recall correctly. (laughs) But that's the only big game that he's won. You know, he he hasn't won a lot of big games. I think on Monday night, he's, what, Owen nine or zero and ten or something um i mean he, he can definitely put up numbers but that's the only big game that he's won well are you right? trying to I talk mean, yourself out of it but i don't I, I agree with you I, I, i'm sorry because i've said so many good things about Kirk cousins but i don't know I, I, i'm just looking at the number here 266 million dollar contract that's a lot of money but 33 million it's the same that they offer to dak prescott it's the yeah. same that Many, many quarterbacks in the league make far less money than that. I, th- I think I think the Minnesota Vikings feel the same way that we do. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're not too sure about this guy. We'll just see how it pans out the next couple of years. Yeah, and there's not right? much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's not much else going on. The Bears actually signed Artie Burns, uh, defensive back, to a one-year deal. Uh, the Rams are going to have a new logo set to be revealed this week. Oh, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Is it well, bad? Google it right now. Google it right now is one of the worst. If that is what it is, that is one of the worst logos that I've ever seen. It almost looks like the Chargers logo. It's pretty bad. Is this for SoFi? For the new SoFi Stadium? I think so. I think so. But it, it is it is it is not a good looking logo. Let me see if I find images. Is it the one with the ram pointing with the head down? Uh, I'm not sure. It's almost like a a, a half circle sort of. Oh, with, uh, with the L.A. in the middle. Yeah, with the L.A. in the middle, like the L.A. sort of spells out, like the the that those yellow sort of streaks are supposed to mimic the. No, that's like terrible. That, that looks like the, the XFL. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. And, and, and with the and yellow yeah, and the blue and the white. Yeah, I think uh, if you're looking at the same one, I'm trying to look at the um, 
the reflection in her glasses right now to see if that's the one. Yeah, it's got an L with an A. The A sort of cut off with the ram and, sort of and going the to the yellow left. sort of horn. Go, yeah. But, the, I, yeah. But, but it doesn't really look that like a horn. Deep. It looks more like a wave. Yeah, but it, exactly. It almost looks like a, a, or a bolt lightning bolt or something. Have. Yeah. Why change yeah. it? That's really ugly. Yeah, why change it? I yeah. thought it was fine with the way it was. Well, new stadium, new logo, new team, missing the playoffs. <laughs> All right. And your video froze again. Are you, right. are you okay, Ben? Yeah, yeah. We finally made it. We were oh, going to do the top 100 tight ends tonight. We'll probably do it next week because the NFL news went yeah. for a long time. And next week, it'll probably be crickets in the NFL news front. Uh, so we'll do that next week. Uh, as many of you know, we've been going through the NFL 100 by position. We've done quarterback, running back, uh, linebacker, safety. Uh, we'll get to the tight ends uh, next week. But, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. Let me get to that right now. Sorry. It is our tag. No, no, no. Wait. It's our shout-outs, Ben. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Hold tight. <laughs> hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our shout-outs to our fellow NFL podcasters. Hey guys, Tim here from the Across the Pond at the Full 10 Yards. Newsflash, we love the game just as much as you guys do. We cover everything from NFL, XFL, college, fantasy football, uh, and everything in between as well, both on podcasts and written content over at full10yards.com. Come check us out, we won't let you down. At Full 10 Yards on Twitter. But just remember, make sure you bring an opinion. All right, that's the shout out to the Full 10 Yards podcast, where every yard counts. They give you everything, American football, NFL, college, Britball, fantasy football, and sports betting. You can find them at Full10Yards.com, and you can also find them on Twitter at Full10Yards. Please listen to these guys. They are awesome. We'll be right back with one more promo. Are you tired of the same old sports media? Are you tired of hot takes, arguments, and questions that are just completely off base? Luckily, we have something for you. Touchdowns and tangents of the people, for the people, by people who care about the culture and all its concise commentary. All right, that's the touch. Downs and Tangents podcast. This show is a live broadcast every single week. This is a podcast that provides weekly NFL takes and topical tangents for football nerds, casual sports fans, and the culture at large. Since 2015, give these guys credit, 2015 hosts Kenny Berry and Pete Camarillo have boiled the competition by venturing outside your normal weekly NFL news and analysis podcast. This dynamic duo of journalists talks about football, community, hip-hop, life, and whatever else comes up. Get them on Twitter at TDs underscore tangents, TDS underscore tangents, and touchdowns and tangents website. Look at the link on the show notes, and we are moving on. I'm going to bring Frane back to you right now. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Well, thanks for pointing at me, Ben. I, I could see you pointing at me. Uh, but I didn't hear those promos, unfortunately. I like listening to those. Um, but next up on the big board, Ben, 
is our tag team news, our Thurston Goal news, your Steeler news, my Eagles news, and Sonya's Seahawks news. Ben, what's first up on the docket? All right, we got the Eagles taking away one of my Steelers. And I love it. The love Eagles it, signing Javon Hart, Javon Hargrave, nose tackle. Everybody needs a nose tackle. Agreed to a three-year, $39 million deal that includes $26 million in fully guaranteed money. What say you about the Eagles taking the Steelers' beloved nose tackle out from underneath us? Uh, I think it's a great move, Ben. I think, I, I think, Raiden, I think the Eagles got a good deal for him. And unfortunately for you guys, I mean, I, I root for the Steelers, Ben. I root for you. But, uh, the Eagles, I think they got a good deal on this guy. And yeah, he's still fairly young, too. Yeah, the Steelers just couldn't afford to pay him. I mean, that's the bottom line is we could not, yeah. with our yeah, salary like cap said. position, we just couldn't. And, and I hate to leave Hargrave. I mean, one of the most important elements of our defense. I mean, it's, it's just with, with Hayward mm -hmm. and Watt and Dupree and Minka Fitzpatrick and, 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 on and the Eagles. I mean, on the Eagles, he's great. I mean, he's a great starter, but he's also a great depth. I mean, you know, our, our D line, you know, we have, you know, Derek Barnett, we have, you know, Malik Jackson. A lot of people forget that we had Malik Jackson get injured in the first game of the season. You know, we have Brandon Graham, we have Cox on, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a great line that the Eagles have by adding him as well. Yeah, and it's it's too bad. I mean, I, I mean, it's too bad for us. I'm happy for you guys. If he's going to go anywhere, I'd rather he go to the NFC. And if he's going to go to the NFC, I'd rather he go to the Philadelphia Eagles or the Seattle Seahawks. But this is a big loss for the Steelers. I mean, he really bottles up. Uh, you know, he really bottles up that a gap, and it's it's too bad for the Steelers because they just couldn't afford him. I mean, it's a pretty expensive contract. I mean, three years, thirty nine million. You know, thirteen point three million dollars a year, give or take. And twenty six million fully guaranteed, but I'll tell you, you you know, he deserves it. I think it's a good deal. And next up, Malcolm Jenkins. We had to talk about this in a little bit more depth. I mean, he's been with you for a long time. The Eagles exercise or refused to exercise the option on Jenkins' twenty twenty contract this past Tuesday, and that decision made the thirty two year old a free agent. And Jenkins' option was set to call for a base salary of about $7.6 million. The New Orleans Saints quickly grabbed him up and finalized a deal that I think pays him three years at around, or four years at around $32 million, which is right around the same amount that he would have made had he stayed yeah, with the it's, Eagles. It's extended, though. It's extended with New Orleans. I, I just think the Eagles are looking to go younger. Um, and, uh, you know, being 32 years old, I don't think they were willing to sign him for a longer contract. I mean, $7.6 million for a 32 year old guy is a pretty decent amount of money. He's been, I mean, he's been great. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, he, he's one of the fan favorites for all of the Eagles, um, Eagles fans. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to want an extension, you know, to, uh, you know, about 35 years old, I think that's asking for a little too much. I mean, you know, I think he's a great guy. Great player. He's done a lot for the community there in Philadelphia, but um, I, I just think uh, that that you know what the what what the Saints offered him is something that the Eagles just weren't willing to do, and I think it's it's a smart business move on the part of the Eagles. Yep, I agree, and I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss Malcolm Jenkins in the middle of that defense. It, it's going to be really strange watching the Eagles without him there. And for those that, that watched All or Nothing, the entire season of All or Nothing, you see how important 
he was to the team, just generally speaking, as a as a role model, as a guy that guided young players, as a, as a as a person who showed an example to to his teammates. It's 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 going to be a big loss, both off the field as well as on the field for the Eagles. But mm-hmm. I think it's probably a smart move for them to move on. And next up, Franny, do you know if this in fact happened? The Detroit Lions have traded star <laughs> cornerback Darius Slay. To the Philadelphia Eagles. This, according to a source, Detroit yeah, will receive a yep. third round pick and a fifth round pick for the stud cornerback out of Detroit. Franny, what do you think about this? This is an amazing, this is a big a splash deal for the Eagles. Though. <laughs> they don't usually do this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, well, they have. They actually have in the past. I mean, you know, they got, they got, uh, uh, you know, a few years back for a lot of money, a lot of money. They got, you know, Byron Maxwell also for a ton of money. So I'm hoping Darius Slay actually works out because those guys did not for a lot of money and for the contracts that they signed for for the years that they did. Uh, but it's definitely uh, it, it's it's um, it's it's great move for the Eagles. Uh, you know our our corner back situation has not been great for the past uh, thirty years it seems <laughs> almost. Uh, but it, you know we have you know Sidney Jones, Vontae Maddox. You know Jalen Mills seems like he's going to be moving into the the safety sort of position there, but I mean, we, we, we have struggled so much at that position. You know, I hope there is slay, um, you know, does make an impact. I hope he does make a difference and he's not like one of these other guys like Byron Maxwell or, or Asamoah. Yeah, I hope so too. But he's, I mean, he has been a stud in Detroit. It's too bad that Matt Stafford is going to lose another player on defense that would help him, you know, get back on the field a little bit more quickly because I think both of us sort of root for Matt Stafford to do well because he gets such grief for the team's overall success or failure. But I think this is a great move for the Eagles. I mean, you guys have been struggling for as long as I can remember, as you said, uh, in the defensive back position in last year and the year before. It, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the defensive coordinator, Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, mm-hmm. has been putting it together with bubblegum and shoestrings out there. But this is a really, really, I mean, outside of Byron Jones, this was the best move that they could have made uh, to bring a cornerback in I, to I help out their defense. Targeting, yeah, I think they were targeting, you know, Byron Jones. But since that didn't work out, you know, they targeted Darius Slay. I mean, they gave up, um, you know, a couple of uh, draft picks for him, and, and they did sign a long contract for him. Um, so I'm hoping it does, you know, work out in the long run. I mean, he's 29 years old. So, I mean, I'm always nervous about players that are pretty close to their 30s, especially, you know, position like that um, where you need a little bit of extra speed. But a third and a fifth isn't, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Not not terrible, no. But, but also a fairly large contract. But, I mean, it's it's the one area on your team that is that has struggled yeah. year after year after year after year. Uh, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick cost us a first-round pick. Yep. So... You know, I think you guys did okay. Are there any other moves for the Eagles that you wanted to, to talk about before we, we move on to the Steelers? Well, I mean, you broke up just a little bit right there, Ben. I didn't oh, hear the last part. Oh, sorry. Are there any other moves that you wanted to talk about for the Eagles before we moved on uh, to the Steelers? Uh, I mean, they made a few other moves. I mean, obviously, they lost Jordan Howard. Um, you know, I, I, Corey Clement will be released as well. Um, he's, you know, I'm sure he'll be. He'll find a, a team elsewhere. Actually, he'd be a great uh, pickup for the Steelers. Ben. You know, I'm sure they could get him for a very good price. I think yeah, he's yeah, a very yeah. good running back. Um, but you know, he, you know, the, the Eagles will definitely lose him. 
And uh, they picked up a couple of other guys. Jalen Mills? Big name. Uh, well, Jalen Mills is actually just going to move to the safety position right now. Um, but uh, they, they picked up a couple of other guys that are really, you know, not not big name players. We'll see yeah, how they uh, Will, uh, oh, Will, oh. Will Parks and Rodney, Rodney McLeod signed uh, to your $12 million. Oh my, uh, You got well, safeties McLeod. coming out of your ass right now? And McLeod is whatever. Jatavis Brown, you signed a linebacker. Uh, Jatavis Brown signed a yeah, one-year we'll deal, and Nate Sudfeld uh-huh. re-signed with the Eagles. <laughs> Come on, exciting news! Exciting yeah, news, that is kind of exciting news. I mean, you guys, your your backup quarterbacks tend to play a pretty big role in your success <laughs> no, or failure year after year. You, so you might want to really get yourself short up at the at the backup quarterback position. Let's go. Let's go, Flacco. <laughs> you got Nick Foles. You got uh, McCown last year who almost beat the Seahawks. So you might, you know, going into this year, who knows what will happen. Uh, but it's That's always true. good to have a backup quarterback in Philly. Uh, the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers continue to clear salary cap space. They restructured quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's contract Tuesday morning. Roethlisberger, 38 years old, signed a two-year contract extension worth $68 million last year, and his cap charge for the 2020 season was set to be a whopping 33.5 mil. He was due $8.5 million base, along with a $12.5 million prorated bonus and $12.5 million roster bonus. To free up space, the Steelers can move some of that bonus to the 2021 season, so at least they freed up some space. Uh, they're trying to sign all the Watts they can get. They signed Derek <laughs> Watt, fullback. Uh, if you look at his stats, I won't repeat them because there's not much to repeat. Uh, but he signed a three year, three point or $9.75 million deal and a $3.25 million guaranteed money. But if you look at his stats, they're pretty, uh, over three or four seasons, pretty, pretty pedestrian at best. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Franny was the first to send this to my, to my text message this week, they got Eric Ebron. The Pittsburgh Steelers have reached a deal with tight end Eric Ebron. This is a huge, huge asset for the Steelers. What do you think about finally getting a tight end that the Steelers, tight end receiver combo that the Steelers can rely on? I wouldn't say it's huge, uh, but it's it's a good move uh, for the Steelers because they don't really have. We I haven't mean, had who, one. Yeah, I mean, who's their tight end? It was Vince, Vance Vance, McDonald. Vance, Vance McDonald was was their tight end, and he was whatever. And then we had Nick Vanette uh, for a year. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I mean, so it's it's a position that the Steelers have been struggling at, and and uh, he's a good pickup. You know, I don't, I don't, his 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 hands are okay. I mean, he, he could catch the ball a little better, um, but it's a solid pickup. It's a solid pickup for uh, for the Steelers. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a better option for the Steelers out there. I mean, I, I I think he is better than Graham. Yeah. We have a, we have a, a dearth of draft picks this year. No first round pick, no third round pick. And we need a tight end. I mean, we just had, when Vance McDonald did not pan out to be what we had hoped he would be, uh, Nick Vanette, who we brought in for a minute did not turn out to be the tight end that we thought he would be. We had a, a larger dude whose name escapes me right now for the last couple of years before that didn't pan out as well, was injured, Quite a bit. It's too bad because Vance McDonald had that had that uh that that the same type of run. essence um, that what's his name had in New England. Who's I can't believe uh, Gronkowski. He had that same body type, that same oh, sort of attitude. I think but, you're talking about Hernandez. <laughs> Gronkowski. 
Who is that? Uh, but he had that same sort of mentality, that same sort of body type. He just wasn't able to fulfill his full potential. So we're moving on from him. And we also signed Chris Warmly, uh, sent a fifth round pick to Baltimore, uh, for 2027th rounder, uh, to pick up Chris Warmly, defensive tackle. I could see Franny's pupils in my monitor as we speak. And we signed Stefan Wisniewski. Uh, we need an offensive lineman. Uh, we signed Stefan Wisniewski, veteran offensive lineman, to a two-year deal. But uh, other than that, not much that's going a good on. Move. That's a good move right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we need you know Wisniewski. we we need Steelers. Uh, we need we need offensive linemen in a big big way. Uh, Roethlisberger's coming back. I don't know if you've seen a picture of him recently. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we, were, we were making fun of that video with him throwing the football down the field. I think this one is even worse than that one. I mean, he, he looks like some some homeless guy on the street. I mean, he, like his hair is overgrown, his beard is is uh, it's it's all he looks disheveled basically. Well, the he funny just doesn't th- look like a starting quarterback in the NFL. The funny thing is, he's got the the Pittsburgh Santa Claus beard. If Pittsburgh had a had a brown, if a Santa had a brown beard, but he's still got the bangs in the front. Like he still got, he still got like the bangs cut across the front. He doesn't look, he doesn't look like an athlete. That's for sure. No, but if you're going to grow a beard that big, you got to sort of grow either, either you got to buzz the hair on the top or, or like do like sort of the, the, what do you call it? The hipster, like the hipster where you comb it back, but you you can't have bangs and a giant beard. So he's got, he's got to like, I understand growing the beard out. You know, if I end up teleworking for the next two, two months, I will probably, you know, you'll be seeing a much different person two weeks from now than you will today. But, uh, yeah, he's got to do something there. But, but he sure says he's throwing sure without pain. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't look like it in those pictures or in the videos. Come on, Joe Flacco. All right. Yeah, next I know, to, pick, up, pick up a backup. We, we got Joe Flacco's available and Cam Newton is also available. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. And Andy Dalton. Oh, but he's not going to back up anybody. He doesn't want to back up. He wants to prove that it was the Seattle Sea or the, uh, the Cleveland or the Cleveland, the Cincinnati Bengals were the problem all along. <laughs> same. It's almost like the same. It's, it's almost the same like team. the same team. Except one has, one has black stripes on it. One is not. One is not. So you guys are stealing all of our players. The Seattle Seahawks signed BJ Finney, offensive lineman from the Steelers to a two year, $8 million deal. They, uh, they gave, uh, Jacob Hollister their tight end. A second round tender. <laughs> Probably is waving at me. Uh, they brought back, uh, they, they got Bruce Irvin, which I think is an actual pretty good signing for the Steelers. They got Bruce Irvin. I think he was with Baltimore. If, if, if words. Sorry, Friday is, uh, making, uh, hand gestures on the television here in front of me. They picked up a chance to now. <laughs> but they are there. I can't do this uh, normally. Yeah, that's why you, uh, that's true. That's true. I mean, across the table from me, I could, but it's it's. I'm not on a 32 inch screen right now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. I, and, and you know, in person, I'm not. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I have I'm like. I'm a lot bigger now. I feel like I have Stephen Colbert like coming like or David Letterman coming at me like on the TV. Next, you're gonna throw a pen. <laughs> you're gonna throw a pencil off screen, and I'm gonna hear breaking glass. <laughs> like as you throw the pencil away. Uh, Bruce Irvin. I'll I thought take that advantage of it. That was a good signing. Uh, Cedric Obuchi, oh, I'm not even going to try this. O G H U E H I. Uh, they signed him to a, uh, a one year deal. Greg Olson, 
we we announced this earlier, I think, on a podcast a couple weeks ago. But that's a nice signing for the for the Seattle Seahawks. One year, seven million dollar deal. That could really help yeah, out Russell they, Wilson. They also needed they also needed a tight end, you know, just like the Steelers. Um, we'll see if he could if he could stay healthy. I, I I think that's a very good pickup for them. And Jerron Reed, they brought back defensive tackle Jerron Reed, which I think was a smart smart move. Uh, two year, twenty three million dollars is a little expensive. Uh, but they definitely need some defense to keep Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, they need to, the defense needs to hold the opponent to about 12 points in the first half while they're not throwing the ball in the first half. Otherwise, it puts Russell Wilson in a tough spot. All right, Franny. I think that's uh, it. I, I'm exhausted from the I, NFL I, I news. I was, no, I'm exhausted. Like, I should cut you off right there. Uh, cause I wasn't sure if that was just a delay no. or, or if, if you just stopped talking because uh, right now it's a little difficult to tell. Well, what but do you think? Are you fanning yourself? Yeah, like, what do you think? Know? It was a lot of NFL news, man. That was like exhausting. What do you think about all of that? Uh, no, it's been, it's been a crazy week, um, you know, both in the NFL and, and, and just in, you know, our, our, our daily lives, Ben. So um, it, a lot of a lot of news uh this week but i mean it, it seemed like every time i opened up facebook or instagram there was somebody being traded i'm sure even with all that news that we threw out there we did miss quite a few names yeah and and even you know well i should before we move on to the to the drinking portion of the show as if this wasn't the drinking portion of the show uh you know how's it how, can you see anything from your hotel room can you tell us what the people are doing in the city does it look like there's been a lot of damage uh, via the missiles that have been coming in. Can you share anything with us about your safety? And do you think that you're in real danger where you are, or do you think you're safe enough? Yes, yes, Benjamin. This is Christian Amanpour reporting live from, from Baghdad. No, because I want you to be safe. No, that, that's kind of what it feels like. I know we don't mean to make light of it. We no, don't mean to make light of it, but no, 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 no. But, but that, just, I mean, talking into a wall and just seeing you on my screen right here, it's, it's, it's not the, the best way to put a podcast together. That's for sure. But Hey, in the circumstances, you got to make the best of, but has anyone, has anyone come to your house with a delivery and not respected your, your six foot space <laughs> distance? Have they, have they come up on your porch and not, did not given it's, you the proper space? Uh, there, I, oh, I, yeah, actually, yeah. A lot of people don't have common sense these days, but yeah, we ordered pizza and I was like, normal. I was like, no, dude, can you just leave it on the step? He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, just on the step. Like, uh, can you it's just like, put it? I already gave you the bro, tip dude. on the app, man. Just, can you just put it down on the step? He's you like, what? what's going on in the world right now? He's like, <laughs> just no, put just the pizza down. Let me touch your hand. Can I just touch your hand? No, I don't want to touch your hand. I actually, uh, I mean, uh, this is probably too much information, but I dropped, uh, some, some food. I went to the store yesterday and I was able to retrieve some food for Sonia's mother, my mother-in-law. And I just knocked on the door and then I ran down like eight steps down the, down in the, in the condo, like about 12 feet away and waited for her to come to the door. And I just talked to her from like the bottom of the step. Cause she's, you know, obviously older. Right. But I just wanted to make sure she was okay. And she had what she wanted. Um, but it's just, it's just weird. I mean, I was, it, the, the way that people are reacting when I, when I see them on the street, like I was walking the dogs today and people just want to walk right up next to me. I'm like, can yeah, you just, it, can it you makes just... absolutely no sense. I mean, just like when I was at, I was at, uh, Vaughn's, you know, the other day, just like, just, I, I was, um, 
uh, near their their deli, and uh, I, I didn't want to wait in line or pull a number uh, to get my salami sliced, and so I was just you know grabbing some salami in, in packages, and I, I I just grabbed for some Genoa salami, and I took one step back, and there was a dude like right behind me that I bumped into, like he was like literally standing a foot right behind me, like there, I mean. It, there was probably like eight feet of space, but he wanted to stand right there, right behind me. It made absolutely no sense. I'm like, oh, oh I'm like, excuse me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I backed into him. He's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, just no common sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, you know, I don't want to be rude or anything, but I just wanted to say like, bro, like, just, just back up just a little bit. Like, at least give me just a little bit so I can grab my Genoa Slami and walk away from here normally. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really, really strange the way that people are acting. And wives and husbands out there, I suppose, but mostly wives, don't make fun <laughs> of your husband's hobbies that they never follow through on. Because because of my ridiculous woodworking hobby that I spent thousands of dollars on, I have got many N95 masks in the garage right now because I bought them to do woodworking. So I was we, when we, I, we need them at the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have enough. I, think, to, I don't have enough. I think to, you can donate at least to me at work. You can donate them. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you'd like an N95 mask, I have one in the garage for you. Uh, but at All least, right. the, uh, but I'm not sure. I think those are the ones that actually help you whether you have it or you don't have it. I think. Yeah. Um, so I was able to wear that to Target and to all the other stores that I went to yesterday. And Franny got us a particulate mask when we brewed our beer, the first, the seventh round IPA that we brewed. Uh, so if I have to go out to the store after those masks are gone, I will be wearing my Breaking Bad particulate mask. When I go to the store <laughs> and I don't care what it looks like because I need to protect my wife. Uh, but Franny, what is next up on the big board? So I'm, I'm just dimming, I'm dimming the screen on my phone right now so I can save my battery because it's already giving me a warning. Uh, but next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shot of the week. All right. Hold tight, I'm everybody. I'm about this, Ben, because you put it together. Just barely. Hold tight, everybody. <laughs> Right, and <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were pointing, but it's really—it's not easy with you on the screen, miles away from here. Uh, but it is shot time. I'm not sure if you have our shot music playing in the background. It will be any second, any second. All right. So, what is our shot this week, Friday? Uh tonight's shot, man. Uh, our did you guys did you dub it the social distancing shot? Yeah, yeah. I haven't done the show notes yeah. yet, but yeah. I think the I think the uh, something is scraping on your mic on your uh, mic. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it better now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what that. Could be. Um, and it's not it's not an ideal setup over here tonight for me. Um, but uh, it is some grenadine on the bottom of the shot glass, topped with some uh, uh, some peach schnapps, and it's topped with uh, some strawberry pucker. So it's almost like a, a, a having a red, clear, and red shot. Um, so the reds have been uh, sort of uh, distanced from one another, and and uh, that's 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 become part of our everyday vocabulary. Basically, is uh, distancing and social distancing, and 
that's kind of what we try to create with this shop. Absolutely. And Ben, I can't taste it, so... So I'm going to take Frane's word for this one in terms of the the ingredients, and I am going to yeah. give this a taste. Right? Can you see it in the on your monitor on Skype? Can you it see that? It looks pretty. It looks pretty. I mean, I, I, I thought the grenadine would be a little bit darker. It looks like almost like a pink, and uh, you know, the, the peach schnapps is, is uh, it's there, and then uh, it's, it's more red at the top than I expected. But give it a shot. Yeah, and Frane had to talk me through this, uh, putting these together. Frane normally <laughs> does these, so it was it was pretty pathetic. Me in the kitchen, there was a lot of spilt stickiness. On the counter, just so you know. And, of course, we have our dog barking in the background. Uh, I'm going to give this a shot right now. Uh, I just started the Cheers, fi- I just started the fire, Frane, so that without you, I'll still have a fire. You know, I, since I'm not driving anywhere, I'm staying here, and I'm, I'm sure most people on the show could, uh, can hear that tonight in the, po- in the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just going to... That, because I'm talking to a wall, but I'm going to pour a little bit in my shot glass here, Ben, a little bit of the, uh, the, the Jim Beam fire. All right. So, uh, cheers to you, so it's not... Taking a shot by yourself. There it is on the big screen. All right, here we go. Cheers. Oh man, that's very good. Oh man, it tastes See like a guys. It tastes like uh, a really good melted popsicle. <laughs> it, it does. It tastes like a. I'm like sure it, there's a lot of sweetness in there. Like if you had melted a summertime popsicle into a glass, that's mm-hmm. what it tastes like. That was really, <laughs> really, really good. Yeah, yeah it was well, t- there's nothing. There's no, you know, vodka or rum or you know whiskey in there. Those, those are just all sweet. Grenadine is sweet. Peach schnapps is, is pretty sweet too, and then the strawberry pucker is also extremely sweet. So I'm but, sure it tasted very good. But it was good. I mean, it was it was very, very, very good. And as Franny mentioned, it's part of our vocabulary now. You know, get out of my face, please. At least speak to me and from six feet away. The presentation, Sonia did send me the pictures, and I will post those on Instagram. You'll post them on Twitter, Ben. The presentation was uh, was decent. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I want to give nice Franny, try. and I want to give Franny a lot of credit, and he's being <laughs> modest there. Uh, so Sonia, uh, just for our listeners out there. So Sonia had to set up the art bag shot, the shot or, or the, the photograph, oh, the photograph of the art bag that we're drinking tonight. And Franny will probably send me a, a picture of the, uh, oh, I forgot what you're, you're drinking the, the Eagle rare tonight. Eagle rare. Oh, you already did. You already did send me a picture. So, you know, everyone, you know, people don't realize what other folks do until they do the work that the other people do. And it, it may not seem like, excuse me, it may not seem like a lot to someone else until you go and you do the work that they have to do. So today, Sonia had to put together the picture for the scotch, and I had to set up all of the, uh, everything outside as well as I had to put the shot together and, uh, I had to put the shot together and I had to take pictures of the shot as well. And it was a, a lot more work than I expected. Uh, and, and it was, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting undertaking. I just lost Frane here, I think. So I'm going to, can he, can you, I'm just looking at something. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. No, I'm just looking at something else on the phone right here and I'm going to be back. Right. Now, can you see me now? You can oh, see yeah. Me. Now I can see you. 
So I oh, wanted okay. I wanted to give Franny his props. I mean, put taking the the video equipment or taking we have a a, a photo box. So I had to unzip the photo box. I had to take the the TV camera out. Yeah, so much put all this stuff out. But I had to like take all the alcohol, find the alcohol. I had to put the shot together. I had to take it over to the photo box. I had to put all the bottles on there without leaving sticky marks all over there are like wooden uh, pieces that we use to take the pictures on. I had to then figure out a way to take the picture. And then Sonia took the picture. I mean, it, it was, and then upload the picture, put the effects on the picture. And it was far, it, honestly, it was far more work than I expected uh, to, to put the, you know, do the agenda and all that. And then set the stuff up, which is what I normally do. But then to take, you know, do all Which the is work. Way more difficult. I, I don't know if it. Well, in the moment, I was yeah, like, "This is a lot more." Because if I had to do the sh- uh, the picture for the art bag, it's not that much. It, it, it's really not that much. But I think the, the the shots came out great, man. They look great, and that picture that Sonya took of the art bag looks fantastic. It's probably one of the best pictures that you know we've posted so far on either Instagram or on Twitter. So Sonya did an excellent job uh, with that, and you. Lucky asshole gets to <laughs> drink that art bag. Uh, I thought about putting a little bit in the glass and just leaving it on your doorstep and then say Friday can get up to you, go, <laughs> come out to your doorstep. Which yeah, we might, know, we might I, have I mean, to do I can, this I can, week. I can, I, I can crack open that Lagavulin so I can get a, at least a little bit of, uh, you know, that Islay, uh, scotch flavor. But I, you know, I was really looking forward to, uh, to trying that, uh, that art bag with you. So that we might actually have to do that this coming week. We may have to, if Ronnie has the liquor, I may have to go to his house and pick up a little bit of like a little jar <laughs> off his porch with a, with enough to taste for the show. And I'll either have to, and I'll have to drop some art bag off on his porch, you know, during the week so that he can just grab it. You know, I'll just put it on his doorstep. He can walk out, grab it and then have it ready for the show. But uh, yeah, that shot was really, really good. Friday, what's next? I'm going to make bored. Next up on the big board event is our beverage or beverages of the week. Uh, I will be uh, sampling the Eagle Rare, uh, and it is from uh, the Wine and Liquor Depot here in uh, in L.A. And so it is their own single barrel. They actually chose the barrel, uh, and so it's different from any other Eagle Rare on the shelf that you may find. And Ben, you'll be trying the uh, the art bag and i'm not even sure how you pronounce it uh because it, it it's uh it almost doesn't look like english it's almost like Uygadale. but so I'm, I'm not sure but it's not the 10 year no and i'm not exactly sure how to uh pronounce it it is the art bag Yugidal. uh and i'll give you a little bit of information i can't i mean Friday, do you have any information on the one that you're going to taste or, or do you or do you think there isn't any out there I mean, it's basically Eagle Rare, but it was uh, a specifically chosen uh, single barrel of Eagle Rare by Wine and Liquor Depot. So what I'm what I'm being told, or what I was told, uh, I mean, this was a birthday gift from Alex, uh, who we had on the show, um, you know, weeks back. He's a huge 49ers fan, um, but you know, he, this this was uh, his gift to me, just like the last Eagle Rare bottle. Actually, he also gifted us the last Eagle Rare bottle as well. Uh, this is another Eagle Rare bottle, and um, it, it was basically chosen by the owner of Wine Liquor Depot, and uh, so it was it was uh, an entire barrel, single barrel, and uh, you know it, it's 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 a little different because I, I I believe that the other Eagle Rares it's almost like a, a mixture of different barrels. Well, this is a single barrel that was chosen by Wine and Liquor Depot. 
So, I mean, there's not much more information than that. But... All right. So which one you Plus, want to I've, do been, f- I've been drinking it. I've been drinking it all night. So I'm not sure if that explanation <laughs> was that great. But... <laughs> right, I'm so... not going anywhere. I'm not driving anywhere. <laughs> which one you want to taste first, Franny? You know what, Ben? I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that. That, uh, the Isle. All right. So this Scotch. is the, this is the, as Franny mentioned, the Ardbeg Yugidal. I mean, we're probably butchering that. Uh, so a little bit of information here. This is a fine drop of Ardbeg bottled at cask strength. A marriage of Ardbeg from bourbon barrels and sherry butts, which gives a sweet and smoky finish to this malt. You can look for the link on our show notes, by the way. Uh, Yugidal is the lock from which all Arbeg water flows. An absolutely stunning whiskey. And following the demise of Arg Nam Beast, this probably represents the best value. Oh, interesting. The best value in the core range. Uh, the tasting notes, the nose, chocolate covered caramel and barley sugar with smoky leather raisins and linseed oil. The palate, chewy and ooh, chewy and oily with rich fruit, cake sweetness, leading to honey and barbecue smoke. And the finish is long, dry, and sweet with a honey trace. Uh, the the palate, the see. All right, let's see how this goes. I'm gonna have and to. Ben, uh, you were also a big fan. You're a big fan of the Ardbeg Ten. Oh, I love I the not. Ardbeg I think, Ten. I think, I think the Ardbeg Ten is a little too harsh. You seem to love it. What are your thoughts about this? One? Give it a shot. All right, I'm gonna give this a try right now. Can you see it here on the on the screen? Can you are you are you it looking at are you see the color? You see the color? It looks a little bit darker than the ten. Oh yeah, it's much darker. Oh the nose is it's uh more smoky than peaty. It it doesn't taste it, the smell, there's no bitterness, there's no alcohol. You know, burn on the on the nose. Oh, it just smells deep. I can smell the chocolate. I can smell the the the, the woodiness. I'm gonna take a drink. Oh wow! Holy shit, that's good. <laughs> wow, I mean, it's smoky with a initial thoughts. Holy shit, that's good. That's with good. with just. Enough Pete to to tell you I'm an Islay and you should listen to me. Uh it is a little I mean it's 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 oily. There's no doubt about it, which I like. I mean it's got a richness to it on the on the flavor. That's not I mean oily is not the right word. It's just more like um it's full. It's full bodied. I'm not sure if I taste the the fruitcake, but I do have a sweetness. And a honey barbecue smoke, it's definitely there. Oh, wow. I mean, this might be the best, mm, the best island we've had so far. We had the Legavula, uh, we had com- the Lefroig, we had the... Compared to the, the Port Charlotte, though. Ooh, the Port Charlotte was good, but it, more peaty, yeah, though. That, yeah, I mean, the Port Charlotte was creamy. I'm, I, I don't know if this one has that, that same sort of... Creamy. It's very creamy. It's very creamy. Franny's uh, digging deep for his. I dropped my pen. I dropped my pen. I, <laughs> I, dropped my pen. <laughs> I just see a Mexican sombrero off there to your to your right. So uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm thinking you'd be wearing that by the end of the show. I might. It's still possible. Uh, 
I'm down to ten percent of my battery. I'm sure we will survive. My battery will survive. We're oh, that, that's that's really really good. I mean, it does have a long finish. It's a little bit drier than you would expect. Uh, the Arbeg ten over over the ten year. Different. Yeah. Prefer. I mean, if I was on a desert island and I had to take one or the other, I would take this. Mm-hmm. But they're they're just different. This is a much more complex, much deeper, much more going on with the nose and the palate. And it's got a, a thickness and a creaminess and a sweetness to it that the the Arbeg 10 definitely doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, not it's, sure what the age profile, how long this one has been aged. I mean, you know, obviously the Arbeg 10, we know how long that one's been aged. This one, I'm not sure. Um, but as far as price, I mean, they're, they're pretty similarly priced. So, I mean, if you're going to be spending around $70 or so, which one would you get? But, uh, I would, I would probably go with this one. I mean, the smokiness, yeah. the smokiness is really well done. Uh, I don't, they, they underplay the, 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 the value of the smokiness in this one. The smokiness, you know, with the Arbeg 10, I really love the peaty, just the, the, the in your face nature of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the smokiness of this one is really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn, that's good. Oh, wow. Are you going to have a relationship with this one like you did with the Ardbeg 10? I don't think any, about that for. I don't think, I don't think anyone could have a relationship with anything more like they, they can with the Ardbeg 10. The Ardbeg 10 is its own, like. That was you know, like your first love. Yeah, when you. Your first love. When, when someone says, you know, your girlfriend, she's, uh, she's a lot. Like when you say someone, <laughs> see, when you say someone is a lot, like that's sort of the Ardbeg 10. Like there's, it's either you like it or you don't like it. And the Arbeg 10 is so intense and so robust in its, in its peatiness that, that that's a, a different animal altogether. But this is, this is, this pulls everything together. <sighs> that's really good. I would give it a nine out of 10. Oh, wow. I can't wait. I can't wait to try that. All right, Franny, what are you going to taste over there? Uh, well, Ben, I got the Eagle Rare uh, Single Barrel Select from Wine and Liquor Depot here in L.A. I'm not sure how many locations uh, they actually have, um, but uh, this was a gift from Alex, and uh, I'm going to give it a shot. It, and I wish I could you know, try this Eagle Rare back-to-back with the regular Eagle Rare that you just you know grab off the shelf, um, but this... On the nose, the aroma, it is extremely oaky. I mean, it, it is, it is like, uh, it is so strong. Like, it, it's, it's almost like you, you, you soaked a spirit in an oak sponge. I mean, that's almost like what it is. And it's, it's really nice. I mean, it, 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 you know, Sonia always says, like, you would dab some behind her ear. This is like some of that stuff that you might dab behind your ear. And I'm using that, the glass that you got me, Ben. It's aluminum on the outside and glass on the inside. That normal, very nice. Swishing it around. Ooh, it looks good. But that that oak flavor really, really comes through. And uh, I'm just gonna give it a shot. Let me see how this tastes. Wow it it is it is almost like biting into a piece of oak. <laughs> 
Really? Is that, that Woody? Has, is that Woody? That, it, it, there's there's a lot of Woody notes in this one, and it's 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 extremely oaky, with a slight sweetness to it. This one is uh you know forty five percent alcohol. I'm not sure what the regular Eagle Rare is. I think it might be around uh four percent. So I think I I believe it is. Um, so I think this one is a little bit stronger. Um, but it it, it just maybe I has a little bit of extra sweetness but not overly sweet but that wood that wood and it almost feels like there's a little bit more complexity to this than the regular eagle rare i just can't really explain it It almost has like a a little bit of vanilla a little bit of caramel but that 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 oak really hits you i mean you can definitely taste that both in the aroma and in the taste and what do you think on a scale of one to ten on that Eagle Rare? Uh, this one, it, it tastes different from some of the other bourbons we had, only because it, it, it is so woody. But how, um, how's it how's it coming through on the palate, on the on the nose, or both? Uh, both. I mean, I've been I've been drinking it all night almost. I mean, I started with the Jack and Coke, and then I just switched over to this. But I mean that that wood, that oakiness. I mean. Yeah, I'm going to bring this over to you, Ben, so you can give it a shot, and, you, and you'll know, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But it, it is, it is almost overpowering. I, I would, I would give this some. Um, I would say a seven, Ooh. only because I, I like that. I really like it. Um, but I, I just wish I didn't. You know, other flavors came through as well you know i mean it's like you, you get that wood up front with that slight bit of sweetness but there's not much more to it it kind of hits you in the back of the throat it's a little strong um but i, I would say seven really i'm shocked yeah well seven's pretty high <laughs> <laughs> for you though <laughs> well i mean well i I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I've I've rated bourbons uh, as high as I've rated some of the scotches and some of the ryes that we've tried. And is that was that the wine and liquor band over in like Balboa Park or? I think it's on Satakoy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure what the cross streets are, but I think it's on Satakoy. That's I think right. it's in Van Nuys, I or Lake or Lake Balboa or whatever they want to call it now. Yeah, is that the? It's like a weird building with a lot of concrete. Like it's like concrete blocks that make up the outside of the building oh alex went there. i'm not sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where i got that's where i got <laughs> I a couple of the gins yeah i don't usually shop there <laughs> the guys are always hung over like on sunday morning on su- yeah on sunday morning the guys are always hung over in there when i go into like sort of shop around the guys are always have like glassy eyes and they're like this is the if one I you want there, i probably would be too and this is why and and that's probably why some of our responses have responses have sounded the way they are because I've been sipping on this stuff, Ben. So this is the Eagle Rare Wine and Liquor Bin? Uh-huh. Wine and Liquor Depot. Oh, Liquor Depot. You guys made fun of me when I said the Wine and Liquor Depot. I recall. No, we didn't. No, no. You said you went to your uh, your local <laughs> liquor establishment. And then we oh, that's true. Made fun of you. That's true. Yeah. And <laughs> this, this is a, what is it, a bottle pick or a, a barrel pick? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it is a, a barrel pick, so. All right. But we're, we're going to have to try this back-to-back, though, Ben. I mean, when when, when uh, all of this uh, corona stuff blows over, I'm going to bring this over, 
we're going to try it side by side with the other Eagle Rare that we have, and and uh, we'll make our pick then. But it, it it is it is extremely oaky, in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to take another sip of this beautiful Ardbeg Yugadal. Hey, that's very good, eh? Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Almost as good <laughs> as the Ardbeg tin. But not that's quite. Not, that's that's terrible. Actually. It's terrible. I know. <laughs> next up. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board to finish up the show, at least I think. Let me get to that real quick because I don't have it written out or, or printed out on a piece of paper like I usually do. Oh, no, no. It's our beer taste test, Ben, because I don't have a beer myself, but you have a beer there. I do. So hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. And uh, Ben, I can't see the beer on the table, but I'm sure it's somewhere right there. We have our beer of the week. You have some information for us. Can you read that? Uh, it looks like pure brewed organic lager beer. Yep, this is the Samuel Smith's Old Brewery and Tadcaster. This is a pure brewed organic lager beer. This I bought for Friday a few weeks ago, uh, but we yeah, never. I did. I, I did. Well, I, thanks, I, it's been it's been sitting in the fridge for like four <laughs> weeks now, uh, because I thought you would Gee, like this. Whiz. I can't read exactly what it says on here, but this is the Samuel Smith's Pure Brewed Organic Lager Beer. Uh, this is supposed to be an interesting lager. Friday likes his lager. Uh, do you not? Do I really? Well, you do. I mean, you don't like the 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 ports and the stouts as much as. I, uh, I don't know, Ben. I mean, like the last few that we've tried, I've really enjoyed them. Uh, what was the last one that we I, I, tried? I, I, I think it was that. It was a uh, no. The last one we tried was that Polish beer, which was not that great. But the week before that, we did try. I think it was um, was it a stout? Uh, it, it was very chocolate. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. I can't remember right now, but I've, li- I've liked some of the darker beers that we've had on the show, especially that Oligosh Black, which was excellent. Oh, yeah, and you'll be interesting to know, or interested to know, maybe. I talked to a buddy of mine who's he works for an inter- information technology contractor. He's he, He's been working in Poland for the last couple months, and now he's now he can't come home. Uh, <laughs> but he, he works for uh, an IT firm down in Orange County, and I I ran up against him on a conference call this week, and it was I asked him about the Zivitz versus the what was the one we tried last week? Uh, so pe- Perla. The Pella, and he actually prefers the Pella to the Zivitz. Really? Yeah, yeah. Zivitz. And he, he a terrible palate. Yeah. So uh, and he's living in Poland right now, and he said he would definitely take the Pella over the Zivitz, and I thought that was uh, shocking because we both preferred. The Jivias to the pe- to the Pella, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I don't agree. So this is the Sam Smith. It's brewed with great care using only organic malted barley, organic hops, medium soft water, and a bottom fermenting yeast matured at low temperatures to bring out its delicate flavor. I got 2%, Ben. I got 2%. Oh, you got 2%? <laughs> Go. Uh, the cold maturation period allows bottom fermenting yeast to secondarily ferment and improve this lager's flavor, purity, and condition. 
It's a uh, 5% alcohol by volume. It's pure brewed organic lager. I'm going to taste it. All right. It's pretty good. It's very light. It's very crisp. It's very light. Um, Not much to it. Yeah, not much to it. It's uh, a fairly standard lager, very easy to drink, summertime type of beer. Uh, it's got a little bit of a yeasty flavor to it, a little bit of a bubbliness to it, but not anything that I would write home about. But I think it's a great beer by the pool in the summer. Uh, but not what I expected. I expected it to be a little bit more flavorful. And, and who's it by again? Uh, Samuel Smith. Oh, okay. That's a so, large brewery. I mean, you, you don't expect the best from those. I mean, you, you expect, you know, a, a decent product, but, uh, from some of these smaller breweries, um, we, we, we we've had definitely better beers. Yeah. I would have expected it to be a little bit better. I would have expected mm-hmm. it to be a little bit better, but yeah, I'd probably give it about a, Six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Not even sure if I'll post this one on uh, Twitter or Instagram, but it's it's forgettable. Better it's, than it's, Pella, it's, it's, better but... maybe not. Well, no, it's up. Yeah, it's it's better than Pella. Yeah, because well, you give Pella a five. So, all right, Franny, I see your your phone is running out there. It's 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 dying. It's dying, Ben. It's on. It's like its last. Uh, let me see where it is. Right, it's about yeah. It's still about two percent. So we're almost there. Almost there. All right. So can you see? I mean, what can you see out of your window right now? I mean, do you, <laughs> is, is Saddam Hussein? It, can you see? <laughs> all right. What's housekeeping to finish up the show? All right, folks. Thank you all so much for listening to our show, Thirsty Gold Podcast. This is a show about football, fun, friends, beer, and bourbon reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.busproud.com. From there, you can subscribe. Listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out our show notes, get all the links to the stories that we cover, all the links to the beer and bourbons and ryes and whiskeys that we review. You get links to all the podcatchers out there. Download and subscribe to our podcast easily from our website. You can leave us a review. How many stars on that review, Franny? Five stars. Five stars on that review. You can also email us, call us. And follow us on Friday's amazing Instagram account at Thirstan and on my mediocre Twitter account at Goal Thirst. Please, please, please tell a friend, listen, subscribe, and please come back for more Thirst and Goal podcast. All right, Friday. What say you about our first inaugural remote podcast? Uh, it was not ideal. Um, you know, it, it, it's really. Uh, difficult to get your thoughts together when you're looking at a, at a, you know, a wall in front of you. I mean, I can see on, on my phone right here. Uh, but I much prefer seeing you in person with a mic in front of my face and not just talking into the air. Um, and, and, uh, you know, it's it just the way things are right now. And, and, uh, unfortunately, might, we might have to do the same thing next week and maybe the following week after that. But, you know, we've been uh, stocking up on booze, <laughs> so we're not uh, short on that. We'll definitely have our reviews, and I'm sure there will be more NFL news as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Will you? Well, we well, uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>